Blog Talk Radio.
the face of the earth. The most powerful movement right now is this push towards non-white people all over the country, all over the world, saying, we're Israel. They've been saying it all. The, some have been saying it for a very long time, but the media never paid no attention. They listened to uh, some other group of people saying they was the Jews or they was the Israelites. Until recently, people started really getting into the Word and studying the Word, and millions now believe, without a shadow of doubt, that Israel, Israelites, the real Jews, have been scattered to the four corners, are indeed in exile, even to this day, living out some of the worst pain ever known to man. Their pain is just not like everybody else's pain, though, because everybody's going through it. These people pain every single problem that they go through as a people. Every single problem they go through as a people was prophesied. And they're just living out these prophecies. So there's been these young people, mostly this movement is pretty much um, guided, I'd say, by a lot of younger, the younger people. And I just think the reason why it's older people not pushing and blowing the trumpet because we definitely for the most high, some of us, is because it's not for our generation. So there has been a pushback against these, this revelation of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel and all the other lost tribes. People claiming Israel, Israel uh, Hebrew uh, jewelry from, uh, of course, African Americans in the in the, in the, in the Americas. Uh, in the, uh, excuse me, in North America, and then there's Israelites in South America. Yes, there is in Brazil. Dark-skinned people claiming to be Israel. They're in West Africa. They're in South Africa. They're in North America. I mean, excuse me, they're in Europe. Dark-skinned people now. And uh, folks, they're all over the world. They're in China. Dark-skinned people claiming to be Israel. They're in India. They're all over. So we have come to realize in our studies that Israel is indeed in exile. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight on this Five Smooth Stone Network. So let's get the music cranked up here. You know how I like it. Folks, listen, this is a very serious topic. I know a lot of people doing these blogs, and they're just... um, you know, want to be heard, engineers, and I'm not going to say 100% of what you hear tonight is thus said the Lord. It might be some people trying to be heard and all that, but I will promise you folks, before these couple hours is up, you will hear truly the heart of the Father because that's what we are about. That's what we are about. That's what we are about on this fireside chat across this nation. We have people in the house from all over. And uh, I don't know if our brother's listening from uh, the um, across the waters. We have some people listening across the waters. But they're in the house tonight, folks, and we are going to be swinging. What is the topic? Why some pastors accept African Americans as Israelites and others don't. Some people say it don't matter. Some people say it's too fleshly. But we're going to talk about why it's important why it does matter and maybe the pastors can shed some light on us tonight I say us because I got some guests uh, um, uh, uh, I 
I say us meaning those that's been listening to this show for a while. We've invited some new voices is what I'm trying to say. And some old voices as well. Some agree with what I'm saying. Some don't. But the biggest complaint I think I've heard over the years is this is too fleshly. This is too fleshly. It's all about the flesh. So this Five Smooth Stone Network, we're just simply trying to take uh, a look at the scriptures uh, through the lens of our brothers and sisters that we have invited on the show. Perhaps they could point out some things we never thought of. But folks, make no make no qualms about it. This is the largest expression, spiritual expression, growing in a, not in the United, not just in the United States, but all over. The world. I've been to 24 countries. I ain't been there. I ain't seen everything. But I can tell y'all, if you cross the Atlantic and that Pacific, you're going to hear it even more. There are people believing that African Americans are indeed one of the lost tribes of Israel. Including, including Israelis themselves. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit. Can't cover everything, but we're going to do what we can. We did do a part one on last week. If you missed it, folks, remember you can Google any of our shows by simply Googling Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you can get the 400-plus shows. If you just click on that first link, it'll take you to the site, and you can just look, have your pick of all of the various topics. Again, Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get over the 400 shows. We try to stick with five topics, five topics on this network. But we do talk about everything under the sun. If it's relating to you and yours, we'll talk about it on this network. So I'm going to go over really briefly on this Five Smooth Stone Network. What are the Five Smooth Stones? Okay, I have to do this like every five or six shows. So just so everybody remember. Five Smooth Stones is nothing more than five topics I talk about a lot. In 19... 88. Well, 1988 is when it all started. A brother by the name of Kenneth Copeland, I was at one of his conventions, he kept saying, and along, not just him actually, it was lots of ministers saying that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. So what they would do, they, you know, uh, they would just declare this. I mean, we're talking about white ministers uh, mainly, but even black, so-called black men, because I was around a lot of white people back then, just being honest with y'all. I've always seemed like worship with, with, with an interracial uh, type of uh, setting. That's just most of my uh, uh, church life anyway. And this was a really popular word going out. Well, when Kenneth Copeland said this, we needed to talk to the convention center. But between 1988 and 1989, I experienced racism in the church, something I'm going to talk fast because I'm trying to get past these uh, this preliminary, but it's very important preliminary, so y'all just go with me. I'm talking fast. you got to listen. Remember, you can rewind these shows. But anyway, in 1989, uh, Kenneth said the same thing. God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first was his exact words. He said in 88, everybody just rejoiced, whites, blacks, everybody. In 89, when he said, I didn't rejoice because... I saw so much racism in the church, and one of the key things is a lot of our uh, white, uh, if I can say that, because you know we don't believe in a race based on color, but so-called white ministers would say, they would say this when they're racist, or when they're, when they're having dealt with racism in their heart, I should say. 
and that is this. When it's time for a black, a so-called black, because again, don't believe in race based on color, when a so-called black person in their church has risen, risen to uh, 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 prove themselves to be responsible and, and, and uh, godly, uh, and they don't want to give them a position that's theirs, they will say this to them. God is getting ready to raise you up, brother or sister. You have that word in you, and my God, he is going to do something with you, brother. You're going to be able to tell us white folks up. They'll say something like that. And that the Father showed me that this is nothing more than what uh, I call. The Father showed me what it is I'm describing to you. What I call this right here a gospel of delay. It's like good news, but not now, not now. And and this this not now that that a lot of our white brothers and sisters all across the world really is saying to so-called dark-skinned people when they don't want them to thrive and, and, and get in the rightful place. It's it's just another form of racism. He might as well say, sit down, nigga, and shut up. I mean, it's it's racism. And so when Kenneth Copeland said it, he said these exact words. Uh, again, God is going to use a black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first, meaning whites. But then he said something else. This is what really angered me. He said, there is something I have to share with black people, but I can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, y'all gonna tap this. Y'all gonna no. He just said y'all gonna rejoice, something like that. Y'all gonna rejoice like, like you never rejoice. And I didn't like how he was toying with us. Number one, you're not the Holy Spirit. And number two, I don't like this. You know, making us wait again. I experienced so much racism between '88 and '89. So I went home kind of upset because not that he was my mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of the Father, but he was a mouthpiece in my life. And I didn't like the way he was handling what I felt like the Father had given him to share to us, especially going through so much in this country. So I played five questions. I mean, I I asked the Father five questions, five concerns I had in my heart after attending that convention that I I felt was laced with racism, which is a great convention in other areas, but laced with racism. I asked the Father these questions. Now, I want y'all to really listen to this, brothers, because this is going to have something to do with the show. Now, if you listen to what I'm saying, you can understand my heart, and you can better understand this network and what we're about to get into, okay? It has everything to do with this topic. Listen. I ask the Father, just like you can ask the Father, five questions. I say, Father, what is going on? What is going on in our world? I say, I don't like how these white people are, are withholding information, and they're supposed to be your people, and they're not telling us the truth. I say, this man is saying he has something to tell us. Who is he to say that to us, Father? We need your word. And I say, I want you to talk to me. I'm tired of looking to Hilton Sutton and Hal Lindsey and all these ministers, most of them was white, for a word when they're, when they're, when they're dealing with racism in their own heart. I said these words because I kept hearing things like folks. I kept hearing things like some wars are playing as much as 30 years out. I kept hearing there's some called Illuminati. I think it was called back then a secret societies. I kept hearing there was something called secret societies. I didn't understand why. I kept hearing that there was a certain news that was staged. The news we see is not really the news there is. There, you know, it's, 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 these people are bought out. And I kept hearing a bunch of things about how the world we live in basically is not the world we live in. So I asked the Father in 1988, what is going on? 
what is going on. And then I further asked him, can I understand the book of Revelations? Can I understand the book of Revelation? Because I don't trust white males. They have not dealt with the racism in their heart. It can't be trusted with giving the church the truth. You just you just got to know that, folks. They always, There's only certain things you can get from some of these ministers. But I didn't trust none of them. That's why I was in 89. And today I don't trust none of them. Hey, how about this one? I don't trust myself. And I don't trust you. Why? Because mankind inherently has a problem. Sin. So what we have to do is trust the Most High. Listen to brothers and sisters that are brought across your path. But as far as trusting them for your daily dose of the Word, no. No. Scripture says like that you have an unction from the Holy One and need not that any man should teach you. Why do we need the fivefold ministries, the apostle, the teacher, the evangelist in the churches, all those different functions? Why do we need them? Because we can't hear that Holy One inside of us that will teach us all things. That's why we need them. But really and truly, we don't need them if we can hear the Spirit. But because most of us can't hear, don't, I'm not trying to tell y'all, don't listen to uh, these apostles, evangelists, teachers, pastors. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to listen to them because most of us don't live in a certain way. And I'm coming to your guests. This is a preliminary. I have to lay every every single week. Um, but anyway, that's why we need those uh, functions in the church, in the body of Christ, as we call it. So anyway, um, I asked the Father, um, could I understand the book of Revelations? Could I understand the book of Revelations? I don't trust white males to share. I want to understand it for myself. Another thing I asked the Father was, were there any blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, I don't trust these people. They're the kind of people that wouldn't even tell you if there was blacks in the Bible. I said, I keep hearing that Jesus was like, I don't care. At the time, I said, Jesus, I said, I don't care what color he was. You know I don't care what color he was. At that time, I had Bibles with white images in my, in my I had Bibles with white pages, excuse me, with white biblical characters in my Bible. I didn't care. I had a white picture of Christ probably somewhere in my room, uh, okay? I probably wore him on my neck. I didn't care. I didn't care. Most of our people don't care. So before y'all start talking about this is a fleshly thing, we all about trying to prove Jesus is black. Remember, black people already passed this test. We don't care. He's hanging up in our grandmother's house right now, white as I don't know what. So we don't care what color he is. So if we're talking about color, it's, it's a reason. It's a reason. Okay? Remember that. We passed the test. i tell you who hadn't passed the test is those that have seek to put these images all over the world. They have yet to put up an image of a, of a black Christ. Truth of the matter is we ain't supposed to put up any image. I'm talking fast, y'all. Bear with me because I want to get past this to the meat of this topic. But i got to cover this because, again, every about five or six shows I'll say why, what it suffice and what's on. So really briefly, I asked the Father these five questions. So question number three was, um, um, were blacks in the Bible? Then I asked him, <laughs> boy, I tell you, this brings back memories. I, 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 <laughs> then I asked him, could I see the world? Could I see the world? I'm trying to read my notes here. And I said, could I see the world? Because I no longer trusted American ministers. I still don't. I still don't. I just don't, folks. These people, their hearts are not right. I said their hearts are not right. I said their hearts are not right. I love them. I love them. 
I love them, but their hearts is not right. Where it benefits so-called African-American or dark-skinned people, these people, salvation stops. They will not be that obedient to the Father. And a lot of our so-called black ministers are the same way. They'll preach anything until you start talking about this, and then they're stopping. So we're going to let the ministers talk tonight because uh, they'll tell you uh, why they oppose this. But I'm just saying some of them have these same issues that our white brothers and sisters have. Remember, we're, about, we're taught by the same education system. So is there any wonder? I mean, what else do we know other than God through the eyes of white people, even ourselves through the eyes of white people? The world through the eyes of white people. The economics of the world through the eyes of white people. I mean, seriously. Seriously, folks. So anyway, I asked the Father again, the five smooth stone, y'all bear with me, I got to do this. What is going on? Can I understand the book of Revelations? And uh, actually, the first question I forgot is, what is what you're using the black man? These ministers are saying you're, using, you're going to be using the black man. What is what you're using the black man? Let me just give you all an answer real quick, which is the five smooth stones to those five questions. Here come the answers in less than 30 seconds to those five questions. Number one, what is what you're using the black man? That was the first one I asked, actually. What is what you're using the black man? All these men are saying you're going to use a black man. That sounds racist. That sounds racist, Father. So if the white man seek you, you mean you're going to choose the black man. That's what they're saying. God is going to use a black man. God is going to use a black man. So if the white man fasts and pray, you're going to still use the black man because he's black. It just doesn't sound right. This is my prayer I prayed in 1989. Well, let me just give you the five full stones to those uh, questions, the answers. Number one, God is not using the Most High, Yahweh Israel, is not using black men because they're black. The reason they're using black men, a lot of black churches are thriving because what the Father is bringing forth in these latter times, prophetically speaking, white people ain't going to talk about it. Okay, what is going on? What is going on is there's two kingdoms. One of them is called the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah. His kingdom has been on this earth through the hearts of man first, but it's going to be manifested to where you actually see this kingdom. That kingdom is thriving. It's here. It's solid. Nothing can whoop it. Nothing can defeat it. Nothing can destroy it. Nothing can come close to it. But there is a group of men that are darn sure trying to mimic everything about the kingdom. They're called the One World Order, the New uh, World Order, uh, Illuminati, and this is where the secret societies come in. Like I said, some wars planned for us 30 years these kingdoms are at each other, at each other off. You are no match for them. You're either part of one or part of the other already. If you don't know anything about it, not a problem. You're probably part of the Illuminati. I mean, excuse me, the kingdom of this world. Excuse me, if you're not following the Most High. But no, there is no other fight. That's the big fight. The other little wars and all that having to do with that big war going on. That's what's going on in a nutshell. Now, these are three-hour three shows we talk about. Uh, you know, we've done several shows on that. But anyway, that's the little 30-second version. The book of Revelations, is, is, is the Father have extended the knowledge to us, to, to the Father of Stone um, uh, guests and, and that I've had on. And, and we've talked about the book of Revelation. This is not what y'all think. You know, America is the great whore that made the nations drunk with her wine. She is falling from the inside. People are selling out. Not just the businessman, but other company, other countries are here, and uh, that's it. And America does house the Israelites. 
which is always coming tonight. Okay, well, blacks in the Bible, the entire Bible, the entire Bible is black. It's so-called black. It's people of color. Now, I expected the father to tell me, yeah, there's a black over here, there's a black over there, and I would have been just excited. But that's not what he shared with me, folks. I got to tell you all the truth, right? The whole thing is black. No, no, no. And I don't mean olive color. Olive come out of mixing. No, no, no. The whole thing. <laughs> I really wish I could say it in a way everybody happy. I want to say it like, well, they're red and yellow and black and white. We are precious in this sight. It ain't like that, folks. White skin in biblical times were looked down upon. It was a plague. It was, it's a recessive trait. It came out of sin. Being too tall came out of sin. Being too short came out of sin. Not having able to bear children came out of sin. Balling of the head came out of sin. In the Old Testament, these were not good traits to have. And so was white skin. Sorry. And y'all know nobody loves folk like we love people over the Five Smooth Stone Network. I love all people. I ain't playing with it. I love all people. If you're talking about the guy that's hating and speaking black power that's down the street, I love all people, but this is the truth, so help me. And again, I even hate that truth. I shouldn't say hate it, but I, it's an uncomfortable truth, but it's true. Those people was woolly hair, dark-skinned, black-wearing, locked bunch of people. This is the truth, folks. And then could I see the world? Like I said, I've been to 24 countries, and it's not when it, well, the fact that I've been to 24 countries, who I met in those 24 countries, and the place I've been to, probably one of the places I've been to at least the most, is Israel. So anyway, that's the purpose of the Possible Song Network. Folks, again, we've got a, lot, a live show, uh, a powerful show um, set up for everyone. I'm going to go ahead and not waste another uh, minute and go ahead and bring one of our guests in the house uh, on the line. If Brother John, if you're ready to come on, I know you have some things you was working on. Press one, please. If you're going to be on the show tonight, um, uh, we're going to have a, a brother, uh, uh, some brothers out of, uh, 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 can't even think, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, New York is in the house. I so am thankful for my brother Jermaine that came on last week. Great heart. Uh, sound like a brother that studies the scriptures, not wasn't emotional. And uh, he came on the show and, and just put his heart out there. And we didn't handle the brother last week uh, uh, good. I'm not going to say we, uh, but the, one of our guests did not handle him very well. And, and I tried to bring the brother on and work it out and, and, and maybe give an apologize or something like that. And we ended up getting into a big argument. And it's just the truth. I'm just being real. Can we keep it real? And so the brother's not going to be on tonight. And so I address his disrespect of this young brother because we want our, we love our young people. And I think he loves our young people in his defense, but I just didn't like how he treated the brother. Tonight it's not going to be like that, Brother Jermaine. You're going to be able to talk fluently tonight as well as your pastor. And so if y'all in the house, go ahead and press one. Just press one one time on your phone line. We're going to bring you on. And, uh, and uh, uh, looking forward to talking to these brothers tonight. Uh, Brother Jermaine has been out there dealing with these Israelites, so he knows stuff in terms of uh, uh, what they're talking about, at least. And so I'm going to bring him on, um, and Brother John Clark also. So let's go ahead and go with, uh, all the way to Texas and get Brother John Clark. Area code 972-805. Uh, Brother John Clark, are you in the house, brother? I'm in. How you doing, Seth? Hey, hey, hey. Say hello to the people, man. Good to have you in the house. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left, y'all. Good to be back <laughs> in this oppressive Texas heat. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Well, I appreciate you, brother. John Clark is a finance guy, but this guy knows a lot about end time prophecy and knows he believes we are people of the book. And we just good long term friends. Many of y'all know him. He's been on the show several times. And also we have Pastor Chris, all the way again, another Texas voice. Pastor Chris do a lot in the community, folks. I'm telling y'all, these pastors, this this brother here, this brother right here, knows what's going on in the Fort Worth, and I'll probably even say Dallas area. I mean, just protesting, protesting, and trying to build our community. I mean, these are pastors on the move, if you don't mind. And uh, Brother Chris is in the house. Go ahead, Brother Chris. Erico, 682-552. Go ahead and just greet the people. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good this evening, Seth. And I want to say hello to my brother, John. Long time no see or hear from. Good to hear you, Brother Chris. Good to hear, hear you, man. Good to hear Been a you, while. too, man. To, okay, yeah, just go ahead and name your... Talk. Excuse me for talking over you there, but uh, go ahead, Brother Chris, in like 30 seconds, just talk about the name of the ministry and uh, what you've been up to lately, uh, community-wise, and, and then we're going to go to Buffalo, New York. Quickly. Okay. Uh, the name of my church is Alathia Temple Church. Uh, you know, uh, in John, it says that uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Alathia is a Greek word for truth. So we named the church Alathia Temple Church. Um I guess I don't know what's the right word. Uh, we are a Afrocentric Christian church. Um, you know, that's we kind of come from, you know, what Brother Seth is saying. You know, we believe that we are the Hebrew Israelites. Um, and so that's that's what the church is about. Uh, just recently, you know, I told you we had a group called the Brotherhood this past Sunday. We went out and talked to some gang members on the corner with AK-47s, SKSs, and 45s, but they were very receptive to us, you know, and we had a, a wow. very good conversation with them. But, wow. you know, it, it's funny, you know, you know, in other words, they, they, they received us. It was no animosity, and I, I just, you know, I was just thanking God, thanking Yahweh that, you know, that we were able to go out and talk to these young men, and we would talk to them about, killing one another, you know, having gang rivalries and, and, and killing each other. And we need, you know, another brother is not your enemy. We have enemies, but it's not one of your own brothers. So that, that was a beautiful thing that we did this past Sunday. And, you know, that's enough. You know, I can talk for well, All right, brother. That, that was good that y'all was out there. And uh, we're going to talk about that, who is your enemy, you know. I do think in a lot of cases it, do, it does have a white face. But we're going to talk about the enemy because most most people that are dying is at the hand of our, our own people. But we're going to talk about that because it is no qualms about it. The, the architects of our suffering, it appears, is the so-called white man. But if you look a little deeper, we're going to find out that the Father said all these things would be upon us. He named every single thing we're going through. And so if the Father said that he had to hire somebody to do it, so to speak, um, who are you going to take a beef with? So we'll talk about that a little later on. But it was, it, 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 I know what you're saying. It's too much self-hate is what the pastor is saying among our people. And this brother is about loving us. This brother, Pastor Chris, is about loving us. Okay, folks, listen. Just again, y'all know I like a little music. So, again, last week we had on Brother Jermaine. And I thought he did a great job. He loves. He sounds like a man of love. He's a lover. I didn't hear no hate in his voice. 
And I hear he goes out and talks to these Israelites that is a lot of them are spewing hate. Not all of them. They mean well, folks. You got to be patient with these Israelites out there. But some of them are young, and they found out who we are, and they let these white folks have it. So Brother Jermaine goes out there and talks to him, and I think, I don't know if his pastor's pastor can speak for himself, but I thought I would invite him back this week. And so they can talk about what they do and their ministry. And uh, that's what we have tonight. Uh, two co-hosts, Brother John Clark and Brother Pastor Chris, and Pastor Chris. And then our guest is Jermaine and his pastor, uh, the one and only Stephen Foreman. So they're in the house, folks. And I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines at this time. I don't know which one is Brother Jermaine, but I'm going to open up area code 716-553. Who am I speaking with? I'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from. Uh, this is Pastor Steve Foreman. How are you, Seth? How are you doing, my brother? You're doing real good. I want to say thank you for inviting us on. Really appreciate it. Well, you're most welcome, and we have a red carpet for you, and we'll try our best to handle you with much respect and love and consideration. Uh, we may not agree, or we may agree, but just know we're brothers tonight, and I do welcome you in the house, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Jermaine, and then I want you to talk a little, just about, no more than about 30, uh, what's that minute, about what you're doing there in the Buffalo area, but first I'll get Brother Jermaine. Okay, area code 716259. Brother Jermaine, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm I'm there. How's it going, brother Seth? Uh, go, doing good. Doing even better to hear your voice, brother. I really, really thank you for calling back and and accepting my invite and bringing on your pastor again. Welcome, 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 y'all tonight, uh, pastor. Uh, go ahead and let us know a little bit about what you got going on there in the Buffalo area, please. In your name, your ministry. Go right ahead. Absolutely. Uh, our church is called uh, Christ Crusaders Assembly. Um, and we're the church on the east side of Buffalo. Uh, we're out here in the streets. We try to reach as many people as we can. We uh, provide a lot of services. And uh, the biggest task, we feel, is to uh, promote and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we like to do it in a fashion uh, of discussion and to um, provide opportunity for people to come with hard questions or um, to come with uh, the stumbling blocks that seem to interfere with their ability to comprehend uh, the message that's offered to us that's in the Gospels and throughout the entire Bible due to the abuse uh, the church has put on, uh, not just on our community, but on humanity uh, at large. I feel like there's a lot of abuse has been done through the name of Christ and through the name of Christianity. And therefore, people um, shun from it. And uh, so we like to be out there, engaging our community, loving on people, spreading the word of God. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, listen again, uh, I, I thank y'all for coming on. And listen, this is a hard show for me tonight. I'm going to tell y'all why. I don't want to talk, but I'm gonna to have to talk a lot because I don't. I, I can uh, see what Brother John have. I, these brothers come on, uh, and I didn't 
quite know which way we're going, and so they they haven't got the advance notice, but they they got the word, and they may be able to spit out scriptures as far as how we know we Israel. So I'm going to have to run with that, and it's going to look like I'm dominating. So I'm just letting y'all know, um, Brother John and Brother Chris, if y'all, I'm going to come to you, Brother John, first, and I want you to know what did it for you. How do you know we Israel? And uh, Brother Kristen, I'm coming to you again. What did it for you? How we know we Israel? And folks, remember, watch the noise in the background. Doors closing. I hear a door right now. We can't have that because later on when you play the show back, you're going to hear that door. You're going to hear that pencil you dropped. So let's be very careful. I don't want to mute everybody, but I will if I have to. Okay? So uh, just like that noise right there, what is that? Okay, again, let's keep it down. All right. So let me just lay one thing down. The most important scripture, at least for me, because uh, uh, this, this is twofold, two things we're trying to accomplish tonight. Okay, what was that noise? Somebody just, again, if, if, if y'all probably need to meet me until you're ready to talk. Hold on a second. Starting to mute line to see who it is. Um, stop. Okay, I don't know. All right, here's what's going on, folks. We've got two, two goals tonight. We want to talk about scriptures that prove we Israel. And we want to talk about why the pastor, uh, our guest, feels like pastors don't endorse the message. And we also want Brother Chris, who is a pastor, to, to address the same question. Why do he feel people are opposed to the message? And uh, I guess I'm going to go to them first, since I've already did my little, uh, well, bear with me, folks. I'm trying to follow notes here. i got to follow my notes here. So this is what I'm going to do. Let me just, just share a few things about why this is important, and uh, then we're going to come to Brother John Clark, and he's going to say how he know we're Israel, what did it for him, and then Brother Chris, and then uh, I'm going to share a little bit, and then I'm going to ask our extinguished guests from Buffalo to respond as to uh, what they've heard and why they feel pastors are against this message and why even some are not. So let me just say, go first and just say this. Deuteronomy 28 Verse 46 is this key scripture. It connects 2019 to today. Because Moses is speaking to the Israelites and he says to them, if they obey, certain things are going to happen to them. If they disobey, certain things are going to happen to them. And then he says this very key thing, strange, strange scripture. He says, and they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, this is what he says in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 46, and they shall be upon thee, speaking of the blessings or the curses. If they are obedient to blessings, if they're not, if they don't, be obedient to curses. And they shall be on thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, and they shall be on thee for a sign and a wonder and unto thy seed forever. One more time. Moses is talking to the true Jews, the biological Jews, Israel, on a mountain. I think it was Mount Horeb. He says, and they, these blessings or curses, will be upon you forever for a sign and a wonder. Sign does what? It identifies. What does a wonder do? The Father does nothing without wonder, amazing his humans, his creation. That's just how he operates. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder unto thy seed forever. So 2019 is included in forever. So if you 
you want to know who the true genes are, you don't look for DNA proof. You don't listen to them folks tell you about no DNA. You look at the prophecies in Deuteronomy 28 and in Leviticus 26 and really all throughout the Old Testament and even in the Psalms. Look at what the prophets say were going to happen to Israel. And remember this. Here's the most important thing I'm going to say tonight right now. Remember all those ancient stories is going to repeat forever. Forever. You want to know who the true Jews are? Look for the prophecies. When you look at the blessings, the first 15, roughly 15 verses, there's not a nation on this earth that can claim those blessings. So it's only confusing anybody. Well, maybe we're living out the blessings. No, nobody's living out the blessings. Or maybe the Jews is living out the blessings. No, no nation is saying, no nation can say we give and everything we do to prosper and everything our hands go to touch is blessed. I mean, it's it's not a, a far-fetched thing either. They really can be. Israel was at times, but no nation is living out that. But Moses gave us a clue as to whether or not to watch for the blessings or the curses. He said, when I die, you will become a stiff-necked, disobedient people. So right then and there, we know that to look for those curses to be on Israel because it was going to be a stiff-necked people. And when you look at the curses, we believe over here at the Fireful Stone with the millions of others all across the world that Israel is in exile. They're not in their land. The people in that land that say they're Jews, the Father said he would bring a nation to that land and they would enjoy the holy, they would profane the holy things as judgment. That's what we believe those people are, his punishment. But there are dark-skinned people slowly returning back to the land, like the people I go to, it's like 4,000 of them. So I wanted to say that Deuteronomy 28, Verse 46 is the key verse, and they shall be upon thee in thy seed forever. Okay, again, I hear some noise. Folks, listen, you can't have noise going on. Okay, please mute me. If you're doing anything, mute me, please. All right. Another thing I want to say, and then I'm coming to John Clark, is the reason this message is important, brothers and sisters. I know some of y'all don't know you tune in tonight, and you don't, you don't know nothing about no Israelite, Hebrew, Jew, nothing. Just for a moment. Answer this question. Then I'm coming to you, Brother John Clark. What if we're right? What if we're right? What if that Bible is full of dark-skinned people? Again, I know Olive's home. I don't buy that. Olive comes as a result of mixing. What if we're right? Does it change anything? Does it change anything? This is what it changes. Number one, the Most High no longer is looking like he's oppressing so-called dark-skinned people. We've been going through hell ever since we've been in this country, and we're the most spiritual people. We're the most spiritual people, I think. We're carnal. We're in the clubs. We're doing all kinds of things. But folks, this business of where we live, we're suffering because we're sin. We're not seeing no more than our white brothers and sisters. And yet we've been on the bottom of every aspect of life. Brother, Pastor um, Foreman, that noise is in your, on your line, just so you know. Okay, I'm going to just keep you muted until I come to you, though. Don't worry about it. If you got to do something, keep on doing what you're doing. I'm going to come. Oh, I'm going to meet your line. You can still hear us, but I'll, I'll meet your line once it's time for you to uh, comment. Folks, 
Because, listen, without this revelation, Yahweh looked biased. Y'all look biased. The God looks biased. The Father of Jesus looked biased. Looks like he's just picking on the people. It looks like he favored whites and against dark-skinned people. Also, the reason why this message is important is because there's an anger black folks have towards each other, and they won't understand that. Uh, 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 they won't understand why we're misfunctioning, dysfunctioning living out these curses. They won't understand that, and it will cause a self-hate towards each other. But once they find out who we are and why we're going through what we're going through, it actually creates a love. I know it happened to me. We're getting very frustrated with each other, man. All this stuff going on, this dysfunctioning how to live by women uh, in prison, even even though the police are shooting us, we're the same crazy stuff like, well, they shouldn't have been acting up. They should do what the police say. We, we, we're not having that love we need because we don't know who we are. Another reason this is important is white people. A lot of our brothers and sisters have been, been is turned have turned the white man into our problem. No white man, no problem. Not understanding when when there was no Europe, the father destroyed that first earth. Black folk do know how to act up. They know how to sing. They're not a still. They don't understand that the father, everything that's happening to us, the father say what happened to us. And if that's the case, then the father's behind it, not the white man. The white man is just being used as a person to carry out. He ain't no holy person, by the way. They ain't no holy nation, but the father did say, I was in a nation from the north. Ezekiel talks about the father emptying out all of the nations on the north. Scripture says, I will call all of the families of the north, all of the families of the north. And again, I'm not trying to talk that much, but I got ladies down, so y'all bear with me. I'm trying to go through as fast as I can. Believe me, I'm going to take a back seat here in a second. And Buffalo going to run with this. But real quick, the Father said, I will call all of the families of the North. And if you want to know more information about proof about we Israel, we won't get into all the scriptures. Again, Google Files what's on Blog Talk Radio and just go down to the show where they talk about proof of being Israelites, and you'll get more on this. But the Father said, I'm not going to name everything where stuff is found because I've got to go fast here. But the Father says, the folks is in the Word, that he will call all of the families of the north. He will call all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem as punishment against his people. And he was going to run them up out of the land. How what you going to do with that scripture? The Father said, I am going to call these people north of you down and they are going to take your land. And they're going to do this and they're going to enslave other nations. Golly, wow. And so when we see these people coming, we call them devils. We were some powerful people. In order to break Israel down, what do you think you have to do? Don't people have prophets that knew the future and stuff, and they were someone was rebellious and acting up, but they still had those gifts on them? How are you going to break down that people? You're going to have to be some wicked people. That's Jeremiah 1 and 15. For lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north. Today, that's white people. Said he was going to enslave your women. Said he was going to work you sun up to sun down. Said he was going to put a yoke of iron on your neck. <laughs> so we're trying to let people know, don't make the white man out to be the enemy. The enemy is your forefather's sins. Now, white people took it too far, and that's why America's going to be judged, because they took it too far. Yes, whites took it too far, and that's why America's going to be judged, because they took it too far. But if they didn't have taken it far, the father wouldn't do, wouldn't do 
uh, rooms and slavery in them cabins was not the Father's will. And those people are going to suffer. So if you listen to the show tonight and you just happen to be a so-called white person, know that. Turn your life over to the Father to where you some of this won't come near your way and you and yours, but some of this, you can't have it. You're going to pay. And that's the truth. But again, if you turn your life over to the Father and give him your heart, I believe there's grace and mercy for your family, but not for necessarily the people that you are, uh, that has blood on the hand that's related to you. Sorry, the truth. Another reason this is important is the word is confusing. The Bible said, Israel, when they obey, they rule over the nation, but if they disobey, they'll be at the bottom. Well, the Jews is not at the bottom of nothing. They run everything. That's another reason. Another reason is important is all that fighting in the Middle East. This show tonight was solved. It's neither one of y'all's land. Palestinians, so-called Jews, it's neither one of y'all's land. That's why you can. That's why this fight has been going on forever. Something's not right. And the last but not least, probably the most important thing I'm going to say, the reason is the nations that made fun of African Americans and Israelites scattered to the four corners at the bottom of their society. There's the people mocking us, laughing at us, coming into our neighborhoods, taking over advantage of us. Once this truth is known, them same people is going to change it. The scripture talks about it. They are going to support us. We ain't going to need an army or, or when that remnant of us, a remnant of us, return even back to the land. The Bible talks about foreigners taking care of us. So let's go to John Clark. That's just some ideas. Uh, again, we've been talking about this forever on these shows, so again, Google files was on Blog Talk Radio. I'll get more on that. But uh, John Clark, what did it for you? How do you know you're Israel? Please. Uh, before I uh, start in on that, Seth, I just want to quickly make uh, a distinction for myself uh, in light of the question at hand, because while I know that I'm Israel, uh, a part of Israel, I should say, and I'll kind of delineate the particulars that did it for me in just a moment. For me, when I found that out, you know, it was a it was a a big deal. However, over time, over time, I realized that my my status as a born again, a new creation, so far superseded the fact that I was Israel. The fact Absolutely. that I'm Israel to de- the fact that I'm a part of Israel, it's one of those things that allows me to think about things differently. But by no stretch of the imagination, if you said John, you can only choose one, I would laugh <laughs> because to be that new creation, it, it so far transcends any other position that one could have. Um, and I just think it's important that that be stated. And, and, and um, you know, again, I'll, I'll talk about Israel, but I just wanted that to be known. It's, 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 it's very important. And then quickly for Pastor Chris, uh, pa- uh, for Pastor Chris, uh, Pastor Foreman, and Jermaine, um, for you guys who go out and hit the, hit the bricks, I just give you kudos. I don't hit the brick, as it were. And it's it's probably because I just am not with, like, let's say Pastor Chris or whatever. I do what I do. But you guys are to be commended because there's not enough people out there doing that. So yeah. when you guys were speaking, I just wanted to say, hey, big ups on that because, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing to, to do that and go out there and have those type of discussions. Um, but at, for me, 
you actually stole all my scriptures, Seth. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Deuteronomy. For those who don't know, Seth was the first one who spoke to me and my friends at at school about this. And at the time, it, it made sense, but the jury was still out. And so it was one of those things. And that, that was at all everybody. My... That was a Christian university yes. right here. Yes. And it was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, now, it, Seth, even you can attest to it. Back then, there was very little scriptural support. It's like we didn't have all the scriptures that we have now. I don't know where, where you guys found those at. But it was, when I came back, oh, I guess I was circa 2013, 12, or somewhere there about. Uh, De- Deuteronomy 28 is a telling chapter. We all know it, so I'm not even going to go into the particulars. But when it says ships, it means ships. And there's no other, there's no other scenario where that was the case. Um, the fact that we were to be scattered, there's a difference yeah. between a people choosing to go to a land. That means you said, hey, guys, let's go to the land. Yeah, let's go. And you go. Scattered means that there's two, there's two things taking place. There's the objects being scattered and there's something or someone doing the scattering. It's 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 such that there's not choice by those being scattered that they're being scattered. They can run back to where they have gone been scattered to, but it said that we would be scattered to the all over the earth. And I don't see that with other people or what I call the proselytes. Uh, yeah. I don't see that. The Genesis 15, um, when uh, the Most High is speaking to uh, Abraham, he says that your people, uh, or basically the people that come from you, they're going to be um, in this land for 400 years. And a lot of people will point to Egypt. However, in, when they were in Egypt, it said that they came out of Egypt after 430 years, the self-same day, it was not Egypt. So if it was not Egypt, where was it? Now, keep in mind, that particular scripture was such that it didn't say 400 years, the self-same day. It was like 400 years, and then over whatever given period of time, something was going to take place. You all can read it for yourself when, if you're not already familiar with that. So that was another one that made me like, wow. You know that's that's saying something. Um, and, and, and then and lastly, John, really quickly, uh, I uh, sure. I'm going to allow like ten seconds interruption. Uh, brother, pass the form of your line is back unmuted. Uh, brother Jeremy, your line is back unmuted. Y'all can ask questions as Brother John is saying how he knows he was Israel, but just quick little interruptions. Not I don't agree with that, but why do you feel this way, brother? On that, uh, or what is, what is your scripture for that, brother? You can do that. That's okay. I allow that on the show. Because they're gonna do that to you when you when you guys do y'all things. So again, brother John is finishing up. Feel free to interject quickly, like no less than ten seconds. And uh, and brother, then brother, we're gonna go go past the Chris, and then we'll come to you, uh, Jermaine, and, and past the Foreman. Okay. So just so y'all know that you don't have to just be quiet there, unless you just want to be good, brother John. Okay. The last <clears throat> the last telltale sign for me was again we know that the persons who are in that land 
weren't scattered anywhere. Uh, Absolutely. And the question was, why? who are they? What are they doing there? And I read a book called The 13th Tribe by Arthur Kessler, who was a proselyte Jew. <clears throat> and that book was very telling. And he was under the uh, notion that those persons were not indeed Jews, but they were actually uh, of German descent, uh, uh, and that they basically took on the worship or the the, the uh, worship style, if you will, of Jews because it was a political thing. Now, keep in mind, for me, I'm I'm one of those persons where I'm like 93% certain. Um, for that other seven percent, I, I I could never say that I'm a hundred percent certain, but my statement at the outset of this discussion should let you know it's of no consequence. Even if we weren't, I, I have a better uh, inheritance in that born again place. But anyway, that's what Arthur Kessler said, and and then I subsequently found out that it it was the proselyte Jews who were doing 80 to 90% of the slave trade. They owned those Absolutely. <laughs> and they were the ones bringing these people over to initially the islands, and they would then be scattered from the islands to the Americas and, uh, and so on and so forth. And when I found that out, it was just really, it was almost like uh, it wasn't even a big deal at that point. It's one of those things like, well, yeah, that stands to reason. So that's for me. That's and, and, and brother John, a ten-second interjection, like I said, that the pastor, uh, foreman, and, and brother Jermaine and brother Chris can do as well. But ten seconds, folks. The scripture says over twenty times he would call a nation from the north. He was here for the fly of the north. He in the north, the north, the north, the north. If you look at a globe, why is it all the wealth is in the north? And the poverty is in the South. Oh, that's just a coincidence. Okay, why does Satan say he would literally live his residence would be in the size of the North? I mean, something about the North. A lot of times in the cities, this is where the, 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 the so-called our white brothers and sisters live, those in power, I should say. Okay? It's something about the North. But the Father says very clearly, so when John talk about the slave ships, those are those same people. Uh, not only do they use sh- you know, ships, but they just... The whole slavery, but go ahead, brother. I just want you to inject that real quick about the people in the north. I actually was done. That was my last statement. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, brother John, and that's, and that's what did it for him. He was able to see the light. And, folks, we can talk about scriptures all day long, but you got to have the Holy Spirit illuminate these things. But let's go to Pastor Chris all the way. i got another brother in Texas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, brother Chris, Pastor Chris, what did it for you? How do you know you're Israel? Uh, what did it for you? Well, in 1982... Um, I was moved to try to understand what was in the Bible. And so as I started reading the Bible, when I came upon a people or a place, I would make sure I knew that who where it was. And following the story, if you know the geographical area, the people who lived there, um, that started it off. But then uh, there were a couple of books that I read, read the scripture. Hold on, but a couple of books hold on, Pastor Chris. And, hold on, if I interrupt you, trust me, it's important. Uh, hand just went up. Air code 817 hand just went up. We'll come to you after. Um, I want to get this Buffalo uh, guest on. 
Well, he may have a question actually about what Brother John was saying. It hadn't been up that long. Um, okay, Brother, go ahead and finish because I did cut you off, and then we'll go to the question. And, and Buffalo, y'all, again, uh, those of you, uh, uh, Pastor Foreman and, and Brother Jermaine, we're coming to you. Plus, trust me, Brother, y'all will do a lot of talking tonight. Okay, so go ahead, uh, Brother Pastor Chris. Right, and so, you know, I started to see a follow the migration, and, you know, I read several books, We the Black Jews by Dr. Yosef A. Benyakin, and he was a Ethiopian Jew, his father was, good book. and he discussed, huh? I just said good book, keep going. I'm sorry. So, yeah, and no, he wrote it in 1940. Okay, then I read um, From Babylon to Timbuktu by Rudy Winsor. And he actually talked about the Jews and, and then Ella Hewley, The Truth About Black Hebrew Israelites, and then Ben Ami's book. And that kind of, you know, they used scriptures, and that kind of convinced me uh, that we were the Hebrew Israelites. Even, you know, um, Ben Ami talked about, uh, like, the, the, the Ashanti, you know, you know, and we don't talk about the West African migration. And that kind of that kind of connect the story. When when people started coming into the so-called Middle East, uh, a lot of Hebrew Israelite tribes moved out to West Africa. The Fulani, the Ashanti, and the Ashanti are in the Bible, by the way. Uh, the Yoruba, and what happened after they moved out to West Africa? Sixteen hundred years later, those were some of the people taken off into slavery. And then, you know, matching that up, what it says in Deuteronomy 28 about going back to Egypt, the land of bondage on ships, you know, you know, all of that just connected. Um, and, and so, you know, I don't really have much doubt about, you know, where we came from and the fact that we are descendants of the biblical people. Because when you read Deuteronomy 28, there's so much in there that only relates to us as black people of people of African descent. And then the fact, you know, you know, this whole thing that we call the Bible, many people don't know that the uh, Christianity came out of Africa. There was a Coptic Christian tradition and a Gnostic Christian tradition. And the Gnostic tradition has so, I mean, if you read it, it reads just like the, the King James Version of the Bible. But we were the originators. Christianity came forth from our people. It didn't come from Rome to us. It went from Africa to Rome and then back to us. And then, you know, they, they kind of put their twist on it, took books out, put, put other books in, uh, changed wording and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just, I don't, I don't have no doubt in my mind just comparing African-Americans and just, just our people in general, not just here in, in America, but all over the world and look at the scriptures. And it, it, it's no question in my mind that we are the people that are being described. And I'm going to shut up because that's enough. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, I'm going to try to name some books a little later on to go with the, his books he named. Okay, uh, let's go with Jermaine. Um, well, Pastor, you you are on now. Uh, let's go let's just go with Pastor Jermaine. Let's go to, um, bear with me, Pastor Foreman, and then we'll come to Brother Jermaine. What do you think of what you've heard? Um, and then I'll come to you, Brother Jermaine. Uh, I'm actually going to defer this to Jermaine. I'm going to let him go, and then I'll come back to y'all. Okay. All right, Brother Jermaine, you heard that. Go right here, Brother. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So 
from what I heard. I heard it. Uh, uh, hold, hold on a second, brother Jimmy. But please forgive me. Please forgive me. I forgot. Y'all bear with me. Your brother's trying. I don't have a helper, and we do have a question. And that question could be for anything, uh, for any of you, you, you two, or for us. So let's just do my favor. Let me answer this question. It's gonna hold it for a long time. I don't want them to get upset with me. Oh yeah, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. I appreciate it, Jermaine. Eric code eight one seven three five zero. Please forgive me. I forgot to come to you. Go ahead with your question or comment for our guests or or the topic at hand. Uh, I don't. I don't have a question. I. I do have a comment. Uh, go ahead and give your uh, name and, and what city you're calling from. I forgot that. Oh, oh this is Apostle Reynolds, uh, Malachi, Fort Worth, Texas, Lost Found Israelites. Um, okay. I just wanted to make a comment about um, uh, about uh, coming into the knowledge on uh, the so-called Negro or black man and black woman of America being the. Uh, Descendant of the ancient Israelites, I just wanted to make a comment on on, on what did it for me. Uh, uh, before I even uh, uh, came knowledgeable upon Deuteronomy the twenty eighth chapter, when I was uh, pastoring, you know, uh, uh, assistant pastoring in in the Sunday Theology Church. Uh, what did it for me was that uh, even before. I came knowledgeable upon Deuteronomy the twenty eighth chapter and the sixty eighth verse. Like years before I came into that, and, and, and folks, I just knew. So y'all know that, that everybody just because they don't know what that scripture means. You got a bunch of people that do. That scripture talking about the slave ships. Go ahead, brother. I knew after going through Bible college and uh, serving two different churches, I knew that something didn't match up with the prophecies of the scriptures and with those who they was pointing out on the news as the Israelites. And I knew something didn't match. And I always wondered, I just knew that they couldn't be the Israelites because it's not matching what the scriptures were saying. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, and this is before I even heard that we was the, the, the Israelites. Uh, and, and also, I knew somehow and some way that in my in my spirit, not to be too spiritual, but that we was the people, that we had to be the people, but yet I didn't really have no good foundation on really t- on how to explain it, and that's I, I guess I was I was gravitating to uh, Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam because they would point out that. Uh, they would speak on the prophecy of Abraham, you know, about the 400-year period. And uh, that's why I, I tend to uh, uh, gravitate to, to to just listen to him while I was still serving in uh, serving uh, uh, in the PAW, the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. But I knew something wasn't matching up. So when I finally came into the knowledge where I heard some brother break down through the Roman 28th chapter, I said, this is it right here. This it. Yes, yes. And I knew yes, it. Yes. And and brother said, I knew it all along because I grew up watching the news with my grandparents and, 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 and also I, I had a knowledge of the scriptures. But I knew that those people that they was pointing out on CNN, ABC, NBC, that Palestine and uh the Jewish people over there 
so-called, I knew just by my knowledge that they didn't match those people in the scriptures. Okay, well, and I just wanted to bring uh, that out. Well, I appreciate you bringing it out. And what I want to do is go to Brother Jermaine and Buffalo um, and, uh, and and see what they have to say with what you just said. Were you done? Yes, sir. Okay, well, you know what happens when I put you on hold, press once your hand and go down because you can come back on this show and ask more than one question. So, Brother Malachi, I'm going to put you on hold right now. I mean, not on hold, but I'll meet you and just press one right now. That brother brought up some very interesting points. Press one, Brother Malachi, your hand is still up. Okay, there you go. Your hand is now down. If you want to come back on later, you can ask that. Okay, Brother Jermaine, go ahead. Oh, uh, so real quick, I just want to give a brief uh, statement that I'll, I'll transition into um, some comments or questions that I have. Is that um, how we're trained in, in, in our church is is to not, you know, even if the pastor's talking, whoever's preaching or teaching, to not take what they're saying, you know, for as if that's sound, but to but to be like the Berean Jews and to go back and and to search the scriptures to see if these things. Are, are, are true. So I say that to say, even if there are some disagreements tonight or, or things that we don't agree upon, the verses still that are being referenced and thrown out there, uh, we will still search back the scriptures to 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 see if these things are are true or not. Um, in regards to uh, the That's wisdom, question right hand, That's wisdom. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, it, going back to the to the overall question at hand about the. Uh, Opposition. I don't remember what the first pastor's name was, um, but his statement in regards to that, even if he couldn't 100% certainly uh, state that he was an Israelite, just the fact of being a new creature and, and what that would take for you to be a new creature, which would be the gospel and which saves us, um, it's kind of ultimately where I, where I uh, would agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. That um, if that is at the center of everything. Um, I think from there, if pastors or ministers or whoever else uh, dealt with these kind of uh, questions or, or dealt with this kind of, you know, doctrine, I don't see what, how opposed they would be just off that. I think um, as for, for me dealing with uh, some black Hebrew Israelites and you recognize that not all the same, and I don't put all of them in the same category um, that, some people won't identify with that statement that uh they won't identify with those with those things they won't identify to um the gospel being the center thing but that you know who you are and know who your identity is first so it was good to 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 hear that statement i do though have a question uh in regards to um some of the verses that was brought out the the one in genesis chapter 15 in regards to the uh, 400 years uh the next verse after it, in correlation with Abraham, um, because the statement was that those 400 years was not referring to what took place in Egypt because of the 420 and 430. I'm interested uh, in verse 14 that correlates with it where it says, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. Um, I'm interested with the correlation of how this nation that they will uh, serve come out with great substance, how this correlates with uh, Exodus chapter 12 and how it speaks in verse 33, I mean, verse 35 and verse 36 and says, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment 
And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they require, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Now, spoiled is an archaic term for that they stripped and they took of their possessions, which seems to correlate with Genesis chapter 15, verse 14. So my first question is, how do you correlate if those 400 years are dealing, was dealing with, you know, the transatlantic uh, slavery that, that taken place? How do you correlate that with chapter, with verse 14? Because it seems to work hand in hand. Um, well, well, should I go to my next verse or do I wait? Okay. Somebody's line is, oh, it's making some noise here. Hold on. Who is that? Hold on. Brother John, your, your line is making some noise. I, you must be driving. I'm going to open it back up right now and see. Now, yeah, I, I, I unmuted myself because uh, I was the one who spoke on that particular scripture. Right. So I was getting ready to here's what I want to do with this, if y'all don't mind. Because, brother, if you still want to go, John, you can go. Not a problem. But I want to say this about that. We are split on that. In other words, some of us Israelites actually the 400 years meant the 400 years in Egypt. Others say, no, that wasn't yeah. 400 years. The bottom line is, either way, either way, Israel is supposed to repeat. So if that was or wasn't the 400 years, they're going to go through 400 years somewhere else. Moses says, and these are going to be upon you forever. And he talks about things repeating. So know that. I don't want us to spend 20 minutes talking about something and half of us agree. We want to shed light on, you know, where we don't agree so we can come into one mind. Again, I personally think the 400 years meant the 400 years. John does not. So, John, if you want to go in and, and, and hit it a little bit, fine. But, again, even if it was or wasn't, Moses said you're going to repeat. So they were taken to Babylon. They were taken here. They were always taken. And so the bottom line is they're going to go into captivity. How many years? That's not important to me. But, John, go right ahead. I'm going to let you make that decision if you want to hit it a little bit or, or whatever. Yeah, I'll make a cursory statement here. But, uh, to me, as it pertains to what you were saying, Seth, what type of God would I, would I serve if, if – he couldn't give me the specific time frame. If he said 400, I'm looking for exactly 400. And Egypt obviously was 430 years. I like the whole story of what took place, which Brother Jermaine was speaking of, because to me that's going to be a type and shadow. In my estimation, keep in mind, I'm not stating that I know for certainty, but that's what's going to take place here. That's what we will be the ones. Uh, and again, I hate saying we because to me, when that final trump goes off, I, I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be caught up to be with the most high. My body's going to be like his. That's where I'm going. I don't know where everybody else is going. That's where I, I'm I going. But, <laughs> I am. But, but, but for the people who are the uh, lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they, in the same way that they spoiled the uh, Egypt, Egyptians, is going to be the same way that they do it when they leave this land. And uh, that's my, that's how I see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brother Jermaine, did you understand that that was pretty uh, – did you, did you follow that? Because, I, uh, again, if the brother is right or not, I think he I, – I, I mean, Brother John is a very thorough guy. You understand that. Anybody who listens to him know if he says something, I just never really studied that like he did. So I can't say – but I do know this. Right, Moses right. says, 
blessings, these blessings of curse going to be upon you forever. And the whole purpose of is whatever Israel went through back then in ancient times, all those ancient stories, is repeating, repeating. And today, we're living that out. Uh, do you follow me? Any more feedback on that? Give me something to talk to me. Uh, Can I yeah, give so, a little so feedback for, on that? Who is that? Go, go, uh, go ahead, whoever that is. This Reverend Chris, but I, I'll listen. I'll let Jermaine. I'll let Jermaine. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Chris. Go ahead. Well, well, you know what? You know, I studied that, and I ran across in the Chriswell Study Bible many years ago, uh, which is a pretty thorough academic Bible. They said that the Hebrews were only in uh, Egypt 200-some-odd years. It wasn't a 400-year period. Now, that, I'm just throwing that in. You know, that's, that's just well, something brother, I ran across. Well, keep in mind what Brother Jermaine was saying, and I lean towards what he's saying about them coming out with great wealth. But I do think Brother John has a right. point. I think, when, I think sometime in the scriptures, like if it say 400, it might not mention 430. If they was in the 430 years, and you talk in the conversation, you say, you know what? And, you know, they went through all this here, man, they was there for 400 years. And you're not trying to get well, 430 in three days and two hours. I think it meant that, but John right. does have a point. He's saying, you know, so I don't know. I'm not going to make it like I'm some scholar, but the point of it you is, know what? You with, know, this, I, with this particular thing, I don't want to hit it too long because, again, if it was 200, he said you're going to repeat. Israel, right. In other words, everything. Go ahead. Right, right, and and I go with what you said about you know you know the Hebrew Israelites' history is is a is a rep, repetitive history, in and out of slavery. You can see it in in the scriptures, and I and I must be quiet, but I I agree with you on that that things repeat with the Hebrew Israelites. And brother Chris, you don't have to be quiet because you're probably gonna talk to Lisa. You the brother speak your mind. But brother Jermaine, uh, let me say this. I want you to hit any other any other things you have to say about what you've heard concerns because again, with the name of the show, we're talking about why pastors accept this message, or some of them accept and just don't talk about it, and others just don't accept it at all. And I want to know what 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 do you see pastors, if not y'all's ministry, other ministries? What is the stumbling block with this message? We're, the reason why we're doing this show, again, this is part two, everybody. And again, you've been listening to Fossil's on Network tonight, just so everybody knows those of you that come in a little late. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother Chris, uh, Pastor Chris on the line, Brother John Clark, as well as all the way, all the way from Buffalo, New York, uh, the Pastor Stephen Foreman of Christ Crusades Assembly and the one and only Jermaine Jackson. Uh, we're just talking about why pastors reject this. So, brother, uh, back to you, brother Jermaine. Did we hear from the pastor, um, to, uh, uh, Pastor Foreman? What's some other reason you feel, or uh, other inconsistencies in teachings, or something you feel, brother Jermaine? Okay. Um, and just for clarification, I'm I'm not uh, stating that if a person looks at Genesis 15 wrong, that that means that. African Americans are not Israelites. It was just more for clarification to to know and to understand how one builds to to that thought process. That's that's all. So that's why I was asking the um, question. Point well um, taken. Point well taken. Um. So. Uh, well. So let me ask you a question. Oh, go, yeah, why do you think the past Deuteronomy twenty eight? 
I want to make a thing about Deuteronomy 28, and then I do want to answer that question, and then I want to deflect it to my pastor since he's on the phone, and he deflected to me to start off. Um, so in Deuteronomy 28, my question is to the to the to the floor, um, or to those even you, brother uh, Seth, uh, is um, in looking at this, uh, what is it in the text that we assume that the audience that this is for this time now and not when Israel will be in the promised land? Because, number I mean, one, we're living it they, out. Once they get into Canaan, once they get into the land of Canaan, and once if they disobey, then they would get captured or taken or that they would have these things, what would what would go against that type of thought process? I don't think I understood your question, to be honest, brother, but I think I know where you're going. The reason why Deuteronomy 28 is relevant today is very simple. We're living it. We're literally living it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. One pastor was telling me, you know, all the curses is, oh, Christ come to redeem us from the curse of the law, blah, 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 blah. blah. This brother gave me a very good, uh, uh, you know, I talked to people, and I said, well, pastor, I do believe that Christ came us to, 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 to redeem those from the curse of the law. I do believe we're redeemed from the curse of the law in terms of, you know, in his blood, and we can be put in Christ, and once we're in Christ, uh, you know, there's a gift of righteousness and all these things to those that are born again individuals. Yes, if you're obedient to Christ and follow the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, I don't know. Brother John. <laughs> that is Brother John. <laughs> brother John, meet us, brother. Okay. Now, let me open back up. Okay, everybody's back open except Brother John. All right, we got another hand that went up, and we'll come to you in a little bit. I don't know how long this hand been up. Folks, if somebody's on this phone line, it ain't funny. Okay. Um, Brother Jermaine, do you want us to go to the question? I'm going to let you make the call. I'm going to let you make the call. Do you, you want me to go to the question? you want to finish what you're saying? you want to go with your pastor first? or What do you want us to do? I mean, because I, I, I keep having to interrupt you, and sometimes I do this. What would you like? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'll make this statement, and then you can respond, and then we can go to my pastor. Um my 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 statement is uh and call or we'll come to you after that. that. Just bear with us, Erica two oh nine six eight three. Go ahead. Okay. Um so the statement is that we're um that we're living it today and that we're seeing some of the these uh verses. So in looking at some of these verses we're talking about No 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 about no, no no hold on hold on, Brother Jermaine. I got a correction, ten seconds. We're living all of them. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Got you, got you, got you. Uh, so the things about you taking, well, not taking from thy land, things that all thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume and uh, other verses that throughout Deuteronomy keeps referencing thy land. Um, it was always my assumption, and like I said, I could be wrong, so I'm, you know, you can clarify for me that thy land would have been Israel, like when they came in and took the, the, the land of Canaan. But it seems like if if it was to be now, well, the land for with a transatlantic slave trade that wasn't their land; they were in Africa. Let, let, so, let me let me explain. Let me explain. I'm looking yes, at and again those. Uh, I'm just I'm just interjecting here. I'm looking at. Yes, I know a good 120 prophecies. I can read okay. these off. 
but I don't want to dominate this conversation. I can talk about what's going to happen to the oppressor. I will hiss to the nations of the north. That's one scripture. I will call all the families of the north. Uh, Woe he that coming from the north. The whirlwind coming from the north. Uh, said there was these people that come over us. Uh, they was going to just time. It literally is going to tamper with time. Time is, is calendars, uh, the, the hour clock. All, they was going to just time. Uh, uh, it said the void of counsel. There's no understanding in them. Says that in Romans, uh, Revelation two and nine is kind of not in Deuteronomy. Again, it's the whole Bible. I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue say so. There is going to be people that's going to say they are Jews. That's Revelation two. Now Revelation three and nine said the Father is talking to the real Jews. He says, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. I will make them come and worship at your feet. And to know that I have loved thee. So there's two scriptures in Revelation talking about a nation saying they're Israel. They're not. We're just saying to the Israelis, I've been to Israel several times. What are y'all living out in the Bible? They can't answer that, brother. Do tell me, an Orthodox priest told me, Holocaust didn't be wrong 28. If it is, I give you my next paycheck. Not much, but I give it to you. My point is, folks. <laughs> We we believe the lie. So let's do this before you go to the pastor. I want to. I, I, I got a feeling that if he's if he's it, <laughs> let me just see what this question is. It may be pretty. Uh, this person I think is is uh, kind of long winded themselves. Well, let's go to Pastor Foreman. And I'm going to come to you, Eric. Yeah. Too, and I'm just trying and, to be fair. He will he'll be able to answer. Yeah, and he'll be able to answer the question of why some pastors oppose and why they they they. Some accept, so. Yeah, but just know there's a lot of those scriptures in Deuteronomy 28. But, but Pastor Foreman, go right here, brother. What do you have to say what you've heard tonight? Uh, again, thank you, um, Brother Seth, for this opportunity. Uh, Pastor James and, and Brother John uh, heard some good things from you guys. Um, but I'm going to just dive right in. And uh, I'm a little bit more direct than my good brother, Brother Jack. We call him Good Brother Jack. <laughs> He's a good brother. Um, okay. My approach to the conversation tonight, um, as I listen, I really made a statement earlier about what we do as a church, and it kind of fits the description of the things that I'm hearing tonight. Um, and what I mean by that is typically theology gets um, a different face because of what was taught in the past by an abuser or an, uh, an abusive uh, experience um, that a group ex uh, was affected by. And Typically, we create these presuppositions from those experiences that as we enter uh, reading Scripture, we begin to interpret verses based on presuppositions because of experiences we've had in the past with the abuse of teachings. There's a book called um, 
Darwin's Black Box. Have you ever read that before, Brother uh, Brother Seth? No, I haven't. The reason why I bring this book up is because it challenges some of the loopholes to the theory of evolution. It allows the process of Darwin's thought regarding the progression of the uh, anatomy of uh, the species, but where they fall short or where Darwin fell short in his logic was at the biochemical level of evolution, which is the systems that were integrated to establish the uh, uh, body structure of the species. And a lot of times that's what I hear when I hear people teach theology. And I'm going to use the exact example that you brought out, Brother Seth, in regards to we are living it. That's experiential. Meaning, because we're experiencing similarities of what we're reading in Deuteronomy, we then quantify that experience by saying that's us. Structurally, that sounds good, and it sounds like we could be that people. But if you continue to go through Scripture, read precept upon precept, and then you begin to dive into uh, contextual criticism of how to read ancient documents, I think we would start to realize there could be, there could be the possibility, loopholes, and our conclusions of thinking that the African American is one of the lost tribes of Israel. Again, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just hearing the logic how we come to our conclusion that African Americans are the lost tribe, one of the lost tribes of Israel. And because of our experience as a people, we're now concluding based on our experience, we therefore seem to fit physically the category of Deuteronomy 28. So we have to now ask ourselves, which one of the questions Brother Jermaine brought out, which wasn't answered, it seemed like it was being answered, but it really wasn't. He asked how to correlate Genesis 15, Genesis, and then Exodus 12, and how would you, how would you be able to um, recognize those two verses that do show a seamless progression of events that actually took place, which make reference to a actual physical location completely separate from America. And okay, yet we still want to keep... Well, let me finish. And then conclude still, though, that the African-American people fit Deuteronomy 28 when we don't fit the description of Genesis 15, nor fit the description of Exodus 12. So that was... Well, Let's take one at a time. Let's take one at a time. We'll, we, if you don't mind, let's just do this. We won't run from it. I, I respect what you're saying. I want you to finish, but I just want you building. You're building. So let me do this because I'm going to come right back to you. Now, we do have a call holding, but I'm just going to come to you after we're done here because uh, 
I'm going to try my best to, to, to get them on as soon as we can. Here's the problem we have. That's why I told the brother, we know we didn't answer it. We know we didn't get into the discussion about the 400 years plus 430 mean 400 because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was 400 or not. We're living out with Moses. Hold on, hold on, hold on, get what I'm saying. Let's say the brother, I don't think Brother John missed it. I think Brother John has a valid point. I just never studied because there's so many other scriptures that are so clear. And here's the big elephant in the room, brother. And we'll come right to you. I'm not. I'm gonna let you talk for sure. The big elephant in the room is this: we got over 300 prophecies that we're living out. I got them right in front of me. I can just name them, but I don't want to be talking. You see, I'm talking a lot now. Imagine if I start naming all these 300 prophecies. Everybody's going to be holding their mic. It's going to be my show, and I don't want to do that. We have did over 50 shows talking about this, where we mentioned, again, over 300 scriptures. So listen, this is what this is the elephant in the room for everybody. What have these ladies been through? They've not went through any of this. Can you say that again? These ladies have not went through any one of these scriptures. Not one. I mean, not one. I want a radio station, and I'm coming to you. I want a radio station, WCVG in Cincinnati, and they know it because they heard me say this several times. I want someone to call in and let me know anything the Jews went through that was scriptural. Holocaust is, is horrible. They should not have went through them. We love them. But it's not in the Bible. Hitler does not determine who a Jew is just by killing people. Hitler is not our barometer. Those people, like Brother John said, they wasn't exiled into where they was at. We know who those people are. They're Khazars. They converted to Judaism watching these black, so-called black, if I can use that word, dark-skinned people that was practicing Judaism. They converted because they don't want to be Christians or Muslims. So we just can't go around as the church and just throw out support for Israel and, and not know why. And then when people start saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, we've been put in slaves. Wait a minute, our houses are led by women. Israelite cried out, Lord, how long should we suffer? The Father said, to your house be led by, to your house be without a man. Okay, well, we gotta, you said we've got to understand the scriptures and the text and all that. Brother, we, it's over 300 things we're living out. Go ahead, Pastor. But that's, but Brother Seth, that's experiential. That's experiential evidences that you're presenting to me. What I'm saying to you it's is gonna that be experiential. We have, which is fine. I give you that. I didn't say I didn't give you that. I said I give you that. I said that's the that's the contour of Darwin's evolution. You know, evolution. The physical piece he tried to prove, but he could never prove the biochemical uh, developments that took that needed to take place. To establish the physical, so I give you the physical, but you're not. When you ignore contextual criticism and you ignore all of the other bullet points that you need to connect the dots to, it makes it less plausible that African Americans are Hebrew Israelites. Again, I give you the physical. The other point that you brought out is not one people have ever experienced this, but you have no evidence that no people have never experienced the atrocities that you're stating African-Americans have. Did African-Americans experience tragedy? Absolutely. Were we, have we and are we still going to? Absolutely. However, listen, you're not going back far enough with historical data to show all these other generations and nations that have suffered extremely. 
I'm not saying that the African-American people have not suffered atrocities. However, because you're not connecting enough dots, it's making it less plausible. It's definitely possible that our African-Americans could be Hebrew Israelites. I'm going to give you that. And I'm also giving you the experiential things you continue to bring up with these prophecies that you keep trying to um, uh, uh, connect to the African-American people. But there are people in other nations, and not that I'm pro these nations per se, but I'm addressing the historical accuracies of atrocities that other nations have suffered. So if I were going to level the playing field, experiential, experiential data that you keep putting up, I can take the same data and drop it in people's uh, lap as well, stating they possibly could be Hebrew Israel. Okay. Now. If they, okay, hold on a second. Because I'm going to give the mic back to you one more time, and we're going to go to the phone line. Let me just say this. If they're going through what we're going through, not a problem. They're Israelites too. It's 12 tribes. So yes, to the people. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, everybody can't say we went through everything black Afro-Americans went through. If they can go toe-to-toe and they're fulfilling these prophecies, I don't care what color their skin is, they are brothers and sisters. But my point is this. You you let fraud lay your foundation or your filter. I have a little trouble with that. That's number one. But I respect. I respect. I said fraud. You let Sigmund fraud. I, I think he was quoting him that book. What was the name of the book? No, no, not. No, no. Darwin. Darwin, Darwin. my bad, my bad. Darwin. Yeah, Darwin but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would let Darwin uh, uh, bring his his. I don't know if I would use that approach in this conversation. But anyway, you, you have that right. But one thing I do, I do give you, and I and I and I highly respect you for this. You're saying you, you you're thinking of it. You're not necessarily throwing it out. And even if you did throw it out, I still would respect you as a as a as a ministry. But I like how you are walking and and and, and saying you know they could be uh, you know be careful. But but I, the bad thing about this show, and it is a bad thing, but it's we can we can avoid it. I'm coming to Erico 209. The bad thing about this show, and brother John, uh, let me see here because I need that brother. Let me see. Okay, he's still <laughs> all right. He's a brother. He's a. He's a. He's a anyway, he's got some contract work. But anyway, I still hear some more noise. So, folks, you got to keep your lines clear. If y'all ain't making any noise, just meet me. It's not a problem until you're ready to talk. But anyway, I'm gonna uh, let's make this quick statement. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna let you respond. Then we're gonna go to the to, to the phone lines. Pastor, I appreciate y'all coming on again, and I love your heart. You, this is a different kind of pastor, folks. Most pastors not as open-minded and, and, and careful. Uh, his brother is not endorsing it, but he's just careful. I love how he's doing this, and that's exactly how pastors should do it. But that is not what typical pastors do. They just blow blow you out the water, They're just and they don't have no scripture. Bottom line is, those people in that book, the people in the land of Israel, are not living out these scriptures. We need to quit saying that. That's number one. Number two, Israel is somewhere, and they are living out these scriptures. And, folks, I kid you not, I wanted to come on this show and just talk about at least 100 scriptures and then have this conversation. So now I understand what the pastor is saying. He's saying, based upon what I'm hearing, you know, you got to understand this ugly people went through this and that. See, this is probably why I should have just been. Brother Seth fear 
being called dominant in this conversation. He's talking, doing all the talking. But I really should have went through at least 50 of these scriptures, and y'all will see, truly, no other people can wear this. So let's do this, uh, Pastor. Let's, Because uh, I want to come back to you. Well, let me let you go ahead and comment on what you just heard. Then we're going to come to Erico 209. Pastor Foreman, go ahead. Any comments? Yeah, so um, I want to also address this, uh, Brother Seth. Um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in um, spending time and dialoguing with people. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've been passing for over 23 years. In my first years, I was tyrant. I was a tyrant. I would not have listened. I would have been aggressive, abusive. I would have just shouted. And, and you know, so people have to be educated. So, you know, the pastors that might not be there yet, they still have a pure heart. They do want the best for people. They might not have the tools intellectually to engage yet. And I think a lot of times people over time do develop it. But um, my, my, my big concern here, though, Brother Seth, is I hear all the time the, the presuppositions that are created when talking about Christianity proper. And those presuppositions are created by the abuse of Christianity by the hands of many people. Predominantly, we've seen the abuse of white people using Christianity and past history of taking advantage of people who um, are less fortunate or who were subject to brutality and so on. And uh, because of that, people, many people of African-American descent were raised in the church, were hearing a Christian gospel that tolerated the conditions of slavery and not wanted to address that because Christianity, quote unquote, um, you know, we don't want to rock the boat and upset our, our, our white counterparts with the history of what they did to us. And so the black church a lot of times ignores addressing the history and ignores raising the standard of Christianity proper for people to understand that Christianity proper in and of itself did not enslave black people. Evil, corrupt, greedy white people did this to the African-American people. Well, well, let, 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 me, let me do this, Pastor. Let me do, let me do this because I think you're getting just a little bit off. It's good stuff, though. But, I'm really not, but I, I'll let you out of your way. No, what I'm, I'm saying, not, what, you, you, what you're talking about is those that have a, issues against Christianity and you're, and you're talking about the hearts of a lot of pastors. I, I, we understand that. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, it is on topic, but what I, what I want is members of probably your church, uh, or if I could say your church, because it's Christ Church, members of the church is listening, and they've been doing research, and they've come across the same thing in the scriptures that we, we probably are. This is nothing to play with. If we are... We need to say we are. It's going to be vital that we know we are in order to understand what we're going through and not be hating each other and, and, and upset with each other and not looking at the father cock out like he's just abusing us and we don't know why or we're sitting up carrying out divine curses. Again, but, we uh, are living out these verses. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I get that. Let's do this. I get, I, let, let me do. Let me I do one thing here. Let, let me let me do this. 
because I understand you saying it's exper- experimental, but it is exper- uh, experiential. It is. But he said you're going to experience this. And we are experiencing these prophecies. Houses led by women. Won't enjoy your young men that be taken captivity. Uh, just It talks about the person that's going to rule over them. Uh, 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 here's my people. Here's the scripture. My people are trust in my people trust in oppression and perverseness. Uh, it talks about what our fathers are going to go through. Houses led by women. I didn't know Israel was a house was a nation when they went into captivity. Houses led vastly by women. I didn't know that. No one ever said that. No pulpit. When they was in captivity, those men was outside of the home. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So. Uh, uh, you know, here's another one. Here's, here's a good one. Isaiah 40, 42. I can do this 100 times. I can actually do this 300 times. But time won't per- per- permit me. That's why I told everybody early on in the show, Google Fox on Stone Blog Talk Radio and just the word Hebrew, and you'll get all these shows. Listen to this. Isaiah 42 and 22. Who can wear this slipper? But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. They're hid in prison houses. They are a prey, and none delivereth. Talking about prison houses, hid. And put there just, snare mean trick, tricked into going to prison. There's so many scriptures. Now here's, a, here's Isaiah 51 and 20. Listen to this. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. So their sons is going to be some kind of way in all the streets. What is the head of a street, folks? I ain't going to tell y'all. Y'all tell me. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. As a wild bull in a net. So how can you be a wild bull and me have fainted? So it don't mean faint like you're laying down. It's fainted in their minds. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head, the head of the street. What's the head of the street? As wild bulls in there. This Isaiah telling Israel the state of the young men, millions of people back then. And then he goes on to say they are full of the fury of the Lord. You know, fear of the Lord just means you really, really anger. When you go do some crazy, it says the full of the fear of the Lord. They're full of anger. Who, who, who can who can say that they young men? Can the Israelis say? Our young man is doing anything in, in all of the streets. They can't say that. Brother, Brother Seth, Brother Seth, can I address that, please, sir? Go ahead. Again, what you're doing, and I hear you, I, I, I give you that. But you, keep, you, you pull out scripture and you address the physical presence of terms that depict a prison, quote, unquote fainting, quote-unquote. These are terms that I could fit to many categories, simultaneously happening in, a, in a, another group of people. I am not stating it, it doesn't mean I'm not saying it doesn't fit the category of the African-American, but you're laying a premium of your premise upon these kind of terminologies as if it's a golden slipper fitting only the African-American People and it's not a okay. slippery. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. What? When did Israel go through that? The Israelis. Uh, 
we would answer over scripture on that. I mean, I could, we could, we could go through the whole lineage of Israel through the scriptures addressing the. the we could go through the. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not talking criticism. about the whole. I'm talking about one little point here. One little what? See, see. I, I, I'm talking about this scripture, and remember, Moses says that your plight is going to continue forever. See, this okay. is what people do. This is, let me just say this really quickly. Now, we're, it's ironic our kids is at the head of the street, which is the corner. They have fainted in their mind. They are strong like a bull, and there is a net that catches them, and all of them is full of anger. Now, when mm-hmm. we see this, we come up with all of these reasons why that don't fit, but no other people no, have no. their people. Hold on a second. Hear me out. Hear me out. No other but people is going to say. You're misquoting me. All I'm saying is you're misquoting me. I never said it doesn't fit. That's not what I said, sir. I said it definitely could fit, but I said you're making it the golden slipper that it only fits African-American history. That's what I said. I never said uh, it no, doesn't No, 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 no. Let's get some straight. I, I follow. I see what you said. We're coming to you. We're, I'm going to go to the phone line right now. I see what you're saying, and I think I think I misunderstood you. No, we don't believe this just fit African-Americans. It fit the 12 tribes. We're just one of the 12 tribes. So thank you for clarifying that. No, folks, if I'm if I'm talking as though this fit America, America, it does, but it just don't fit us. It fit us for sure, and others scattered at the four corners, which are our brothers and sisters. So the brother, that was very good. Appreciate that, Pastor Form. Let's go to the phone lines. We got a, a hand up, and I apologize. My goodness, I've never made anybody hold that long. But let's go to the phone lines. Erico two zero nine six eight three. Go ahead and give us your name and your city. Folks, again, it's a noise in the background. I don't know who it is. Please keep it down or mute me if you're not talking. Uh, who, who am I speaking with, Erico? 209683, please. Well, Shalom, this is Sister Eliana Batya from Merced, California, and uh, Congregation Leader of Beth Shalom Mashiach. And uh, just listening in on the conversation, and it's really wonderful just to have this open dialogue because we are at the end of the 400-year period that the Father talked about. And the beautiful thing is that um, there will be a day of, uh, of prayer and repentance coming up September 7th and 8th in Washington, D.C. Also, we're talking about reparations. A lot of people are, you know, uh, our community is being uh, revived to seek out the reparations. And the reason why I bring that up, because I was just listening to the pastor, and, you know, it's funny because here we are, people of faith, loving God, but we want to use the world system to debunk the scripture. And what I heard the pastor saying was that you, Seth, are using the scriptures and the prophecies of the Most High God whom we profess and believe that we have some kind of inheritance with while we are on this earth, but now these scriptures are not good enough to justify his people as we are waking up to the awareness of the reason why we are oppressed in the United States of America and all over the world. If you go to every country in this world today, the Hebrew people who are mostly black will be under the identical conditions living they will be oppressed financially, economically, in every nation. And I've traveled many nations, and we see the same condition. We look, we can travel around the world, 
And we look at people and they look like our cousins, our neighbors, our community, and they're speaking with an accent or a foreign tongue. They're speaking German, French, Italian, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, but they look like African-Americans living in the United States of America because they're under the same condition. Now, I personally have been part of a Jewish synagogue in the Bay Area, and I can personally tell you I spent 10 years or better under Judaism after being born again and filled with the Holy Spirit and walking from the but being so disappointed in the church because I began to see, and and we can all see this, on the airwaves, you go to any city, most of what we understand is gospel music today is more of country or rock and roll. This whole idea of the gospel has been taken over. The whole teaching in the church has turned out to be a very sweet and passive, like the scripture said. They will have the knowledge of God, but they will deny the power thereof. Yeah, Liana, bear, they me, bear with me. It's 10 o'clock. Uh, you know, I have, to, I have to do this every, every show at 10 o'clock. Those of you that listen to Go this uh, broadcast and you clicked on a link, you listened to us by have, having had clicked on a link, you must call the phone line. Those of you on the phone line, you cannot hang up. Otherwise, you will not be able to get back. Stay where you at, those of you on the phone line. The phone line is full of people. Do not hang up. And those of you that listen, clicked on the link again, you have to call the phone number right there on your page. The 914-205-5590. Go ahead, sister. Hey, Seth. So. Seth, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seth. Yeah, this really quick, uh-uh. man. I'm going to have to run, but I just wanted to give kudos to that sister. She She's spoken the truth very plainly and very truthfully. All right, Pastor Chris, I know that you had your time was limited. I think uh, uh, some other brothers may have to leave here, but I want to uh, thank you for, for tuning in, and uh, well, I'll be talking to you off of the air. Uh, again, folks, uh, you can listen yes, to the Boston Stone Network. There was, uh, there was Brother Chris, and he said he had to go. I really appreciate him coming on, and uh, we're going to uh, go back to the pastor, uh, uh, to the pastor from Buffalo after Sister Eliana and, and, and Brother Jermaine uh, in a second. So go ahead, Sister Eliana, please. Yes, so I just, you know, I find it because we, you know, part of the problem with pastors, because we have, I have a lot of pastors in my family, and some people consider me to be a pastor, although not in the same way. I'm not teaching the Christianity of oppression where we grew up in, most of us, before the Father, the Most High, began to enlighten us of who we are scripturally. My father, who is a long-term pastor and now a bishop, had many problems with understanding that we were Hebrews because he held to just that straight-line doctrine that through Christ all, all was paid for. Yet we were watching churches being burned. We still are watching people killed that profess Christ. Now, these things are not supposed to happen to the household of faith. If you are truly in that household of faith, this kind of stuff that what we saw in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s with lynchings, we're still having lynchings today. Can somebody explain to me how then it's only happening to African-American people? Other nations are not being lynched. Other nations are not being oppressed because of who they are. 
and called repeatedly by words. We have to take a hard look at scripture and we have to apply scripture both spiritually, scientifically, logically. We have to use the word of God because it's that powerful. We can't take the secular education that we've received in these universities and the cemeteries, I'm sorry, seminary. We can't use their logic to explain the word of God because the scripture says Israel alone has God known. He hasn't dealt with any of the other nations like he's dealt with us. We all know it even if we aren't professing to be born again, blood-bought, tongue-talking, spirit-filled people. You can go to the, the highest heights or the lowest depths of where our people are, and there is a resonance of, of the Most High in each one of us. So how then can we say that the word of God, who we will teach to the people, has been protected. The only infallible word of God is not now enough to qualify us as a people. When we can see with our own eyes, if we will open them, that everything written in this scripture is being fulfilled before our very eyes. Even the fact that the president of these United States signed into law, H.R. 22, acknowledging that we've been here for 400 years. It's time for us to do some soul searching because if we think that we can use the word of God to bring people into salvation and then take that word of God to nullify the people of God, we have a problem. That's the comment I'm going to make. I'm going to re- release the floor to someone else. Okay, well, Sister Eleni, are you able to kind of hang out with us? I know Brother Chris has to leave. That leaves a spot. I mean, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit, but are you able to kind of hang out with us? Who's that? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, Sister Eliana, uh, I think she, I was asking if she could hang out a little bit. Um, anyway, she must, she, uh, okay. All right, Pastor. Yes, uh, I can. I'm sorry. I can hang okay, out. Okay, Sister Eliana, so we'll be hanging out with us. Okay, good, good, good. All right, Sister Eliana, so we're going to keep our line open. And uh, Brother John, it sounds like he has something really quick. Go ahead, Brother John. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Brother Seth. First of all, Sister Eliana, so good to hear your voice. How are you doing, ma'am? Oh, she probably has a phone on mute because she knows that from being with um, the five smooth stones for so long. As no, I have her, been, her line brother, accidentally dropped. Her the line accidentally dropped. My goodness. Okay. So, well, but go ahead, brother. I first go ahead need to. I need to say that I'm shocked and appalled that you levied that that railing accusation. That when that sound came, that sounded like someone was about to start a reggaeton song, that that, that was Brother John, who is a gold card-carrying <laughs> member of the Five Smooth Stones Network. I'm always on mute. I'm thinking, what? What? All right. Now, now that I got that out, now that I got that out, let me just retract my statement. Um, the fact is that I'm no theologian, and if Genesis 15 got us all – uh, riled up, I would gl- I'll gladly retract that. Um, I just see 430 years and 400 years not being the same, number one, but it's neither here nor there. However, there was something that I found uh, through Brother Yahshua, who I studied under for a long time, which blew my mind. In the Zondervan study by uh, a dictionary, 
if you look up ham, it will talk about the dark colored persons, so on and so forth. It, it explains who the descendants of ham um, are, uh, are or were, but it says, but not the African Americans. Now, my thing is, yeah, is that yeah, well, if it's not the African if it's not the African American, why don't you just say who they are? But it, he gave us something, but he knew not to go further because he would have been he would have got slammed. But I obviously for everyone knows about Zondervan study uh, dictionary. Everybody knows about that, and so for him to say something like that, I was just like, whoa! But that was just another statement. The the other one is this. Pastor Ford, it, 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 it's okay for him to have that opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. If we have dissenting views, it's okay. <laughs> um, the, the, at the end of the day, um, someone is right, someone is wrong, but I'm confident that we would all still be brothers. Um, we try to work our way through these things. It, it, it's For me, I don't have to be correct on a certain thing, and, and I, I welcome um, someone who can look at my uh, what it is that I'm stating and give me an honest opinion. Um, I will extend one last question directly to Pastor Ford. Uh, respectfully, uh, I'm not being contentious, and that question is this. In any annal of history, anything that you can find, has there ever, ever, ever been a people that were scattered to the four corners of the earth, like the people in the transatlantic and the Islamic slave trade. And the reason why I say that is because, like, n- normally, uh, normally uh, the, the persons would go and oppress people in their own land or at least take them to uh, their country and oppress them there. Here, we literally were being shipped everywhere first all across africa in the islamic slave trade and then all across everywhere in the transatlantic slave trade i just was curious what his thoughts were not to say that that's the uh the nail in the coffin or some stuff i was just curious uh uh thank you brother seth okay that was brother john uh but pastor foreman go ahead address his question then brother uh Jermaine, you haven't spoken in a while i'd like to hear your your comment on that assistia let me just make sure, Sister Eliana, because we just have to put on a different line. Sister Eliana, uh, are you able to hear me okay? I am. Thank you. Okay, let me see. Let me just take... Okay, good, good, good. All right, Sister Eliana is in the house. That's wonderful. All right. Uh, yes, Pastor Foreman. Uh, Brother John, thank you, sir. Um, it's Foreman also. Just just so you know, it's Pastor Foreman. Um uh, to answer your question, uh, to address your statement in regard to being all scattered, um, has any other um, people been scattered to the four corners uh, of the earth? Um, I think that the that statement in and of itself is, um, in a sense, convoluted, and I'm going to say why it's convoluted. Uh, simply based on the premise of our history to go back as we look at history and we look at people and conquering and 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 
destroying people and, and making them captives and then sending them onward and so forth. Um, first of all, we, we can look at uh, Genghis Khan and we can see uh, what they did in uh, China and outer Mongolia um, being spread to the four corners of the earth. I mean, that's a play of words in the sense of Africans really didn't go to the four corners of the earth. They went from the transatlantic over to um, the Americans. We could use the same distance from people that were that were conquered and brought back to um, all the way from Rome back to outer Mongolia. I mean, it's the same thing in the sense of what experience uh, uh, people. Pastor Foreman, five seconds. From the slave trade, they were taken to the four corners. So again, I think that. So if you were to say the four corners, you're, we see a trail from West Africa to the Caribbean to the Americans. Now, did we migrate and did people scatter? Absolutely. But the slave trade, as we know it, because of the uh, the, the British slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade, the Dutch slave trade, we know they took people from West Africa, transported them either to Europe or to the Caribbean, stationed them there, that became a port, and into the Americas. Now, am I saying that we have not migrated to the four corners? Yeah, we have. But we don't see the African, we don't see the slave trade um, as we see it, literally taking us to the four corners. No, hold on a second. Hold on. Let me just really quick. Can I say Five seconds. Five seconds, then I'm going to let make sure we're Make sure we're comparing Can I say something? what we're stating. I mean, we're stating something specific. So if we're stating something can specific. Can I make a comment? Yeah, you okay, can. Hold on, Pastor Paul. Hold on, Pastor Paul. Because somebody may have a, I mean, they may have a correction, or maybe not. Let's just see what Ceciliana has. Because I thought slave trades did go from South Africa even to the Indian. Uh, they just make all the hits, all the talk about the Americas, but it's all over. But go ahead, Ceciliana. Yeah, I did want to make a comment in that direction. See, what the, what the problem that we have here in the United States is every about every 10 years they change the history. Um, so there, this, the slave trade happened over a number of years, and, and uh, the Hebrews were transported in all over the world. In India, they were transported to um, Europe, to China. They were taken, to, as the scripture said, to the four corners. And the United States is just a superpower. So they, it's their story that we are understanding when we look back at history. It is his story that he has told and retold. And that's why it's hard for us to see what the scripture said because they keep changing this story. If I may, Brother Seth. Okay. Um, I, the, the the transatlantic slave trade was preceded by the Islamic slave trade, and it was that is- Islamic slave trade that basically went south and east, and the uh, the I mean yes, and east, and the Atlantic slave trade, transatlantic slave trade basically took us west. And so what uh, what was being stated by the pastor, to me he addressed 
the transatlantic slave trade. Um, I don't think that he addressed the Islamic slave trade. However, again, and um, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. And I was going to hit the the, the Islamic bad. slave trade. I agree. I didn't get a chance because everybody wanted to. And okay. I and I respectfully give you that. And I I truly give you that. But I was trying to address your question, Brother Jonathan. I was trying to make clarity on Understood. my answer to your question. I'm not ta- I, by no means am I trying to say again that the the spreading of Africans throughout the world. We have to be specific on what we're saying um, I, I, because what we do is we 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 splice information and we take narratives that favor our position. I have no problem accepting the fact that there are certain things I won't be able to answer. But I do know the Islamic slave trade existed and the, uh, the transatlantic slave trade existed. And I do know that parts of the slave trade did extend to the east. The problem is with that, nobody was able to enter China. Nobody was able to enter outer Mongolia. These slaves didn't go as far as we want to say to the four corners. We have to be mindful that when we use these words, we're stating specific so that we can connect the dots from the scriptures. So, again, that narrative has to be stated clearly and carefully. That's, that's all I was trying to say. I'm sorry, John. Let me ask you a question. Nope. Let, let me interject here just quickly. And I appreciate that, Brother John and Sister Eliana, y'all. Uh, again, we just want to do this quickly interjections here and let the brother run with it. Pastor, we're coming to you, Brother Jermaine, here in another minute here, but i got to say this real quickly. Pastor, question. Who are the Jews today? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't honestly. I, I'd rather stick to the topic that we're on, where we're going. I think there's too much. There's too much information right now on the table that's going to take us and split us off over here and over there. It's not that I'm afraid to answer that, sir. I'm. I'm really not. But I think that. Well, um, let, let, let me say why I ask you that. Because earlier I was saying we're going to stay on topic. Now this question is on topic. Because you are a pastor, and Israel is a type of clock. We have to know who the true Jews are, else we won't understand Bible prophecy. It's vital we understand who Israel is. And if you believe like a lot of the world, not all of the world, because once you pass that uh, cross over the Atlantic and the Pacific, a whole lot of folks believe like what we're saying tonight. But uh, my point is, got an echo on my phone here. Let's see if I can hide this phone some kind of way. My, thought, my my question is, if you really believe that the people of Israel is the Jews, you just believe it. And that's okay, because a lot of people believe it. But we're asking as students not for a debate. We're just trying to look at the scriptures and say, what? Let me take a backward. Let me not put you on the spot. Let's, let's do this a backwards way. What? Do you think the people in Israel call themselves the Jews? What have they went through in the scriptures? Can you answer that? Or if you want to, if you don't want to, I, I respect you. Can we, you got the red carpet tonight. Then we're coming to Brother Jermaine after this one. So, you're, so again, the question that you're laying before me uh, would, would, would place me in a position of answering your first question. Because if I give a condition of what the Jews went through, that would quantify the fact of who I'm stating the Jews are. So, I, I, I'm trying well, let me ask you something. What, 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 okay, let me ask you. This is what I would expect you to do. Uh, well, one more thing, one more thing really quickly, because I promise you all got the floor. 
Uh, y'all have the floor. We're going to roll over a little bit tonight. Y'all have the floor. You and Jermaine is going to run with this, I promise you. But, Pastor, we're students tonight. You hear my heart. You hear Brother John Hart. You hear Sister Eliana. We're not like those people that y'all are dealing with in Buffalo, uh, the, the being rude and all that, if they're rude. We are trying to understand the Bible. We're going through something as a people. We don't want to know. We don't know why. There's nobody can answer this question. I've asked this question in probably almost 24, 24 countries I've been to, and I asked this question: Why do we have it so hard? I have people say, "Well, it's because of sin." Well, I don't know about that because other people sin. Why sin? What do you mean? Sin. So all I'm trying to say to you is, is, is please, who are God's people? Well, we can watch them for Bible prophecy, and what is your scriptures to support it? You don't have to give us no long 30-minute, you know, dissertation, yep. but please, can you answer it in a short way, or if not, we're going to go to see, uh, we're going to go to Brother, uh, Brother Jermaine with the same question. I can. Let me answer that question for you. Uh, it might take us somewhere. Hopefully it doesn't, but um, it, it might take us somewhere. Um, and I'm going to read in the book of Romans. And um, it says this. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 9 says this. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And so be that the spirit of God dwell in you, period. This is the last sentence of verse 9. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ come, he is none of his. So, from my perspective, from biblical references of Scripture, anybody who is not born of the spirit of God is none of his. It doesn't give a face. It doesn't give a color. It doesn't give a nationality. It gives the internal dwelling of the spirit as the the conclusion of who is a child of God and who is not a child of God. Now we could take, we can catapult from that verse into other scripture in referencing that no man can say that Jesus is the Christ, but by the spirit of God. Again, a reference of the Holy Spirit's indwelling that can make people aware of who they are in Christ as being a child of God. We can go into. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. It it is, it is, it, that was good, though. We needed to hear that. And for the record, we all agree with that scripture. But we're not talking about who is his per se. The spiritual Jew, which is looking for the heart, made of the flesh. We're trying to understand history to understand why we're in America, why we go through what we go through. But in terms of the future and, and being with the Father, you're absolutely, profoundly correct in this this is that's fifteen hundred times more important than what we talk about. But we still have to talk about this, else you're not gonna understand America. You're not gonna say what we go through. We go through. You're gonna be looking partial at the father, thinking he's abusing us. You're not gonna say our people, our people gonna have self hate like they have because they don't understand why they go through what they go through. The Bible's not gonna make sense when we look at the scriptures and see how Israel's supposed to be going through all this rough times. When we look at the Israelis, they rule over the world. There's gonna be a lot of confusion without. The proper understanding of who, hold on, who biological Israel is. There will be confusion. There will be an identity crisis like there is with us because we don't know who we are. But you're right. In terms of what the Father's looking for, hold on, last thing. In terms of what the Father's looking for right now, 
that he's looking for. Israel did not cut it. Knowing you're Israelite is not gonna it's not salvation in and of itself. You have to be born again. You have to be led by the Ruach or the Spirit. You're right, but that's kinda not what we're talking about. We respect that and we believe that. But that's kinda not what we're talking about. In a sense we are number Can I read something? I I have a question. The word or to Brother Seth. Do you know what the word belief means? Go ahead. Go ahead. The what word do you think belief. It means? The word belief. Do you know what that word means? The term. Uh, I know it's probably not going to line up with what you're saying, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't like answering the questions people put out there because I, 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 I become subject to them. Go well, ahead. What you I think it is? That, the time I respect sake. that. I understand that. I understand how it could be a, a segue to me setting you up, and I'm not trying to do that. What it was is it's a cognitive content held to be true. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up, Brother Seth, is you're bringing out the fact that my statement of Romans 8 and 9 regarding the spiritual Jew, but we're not talking about that tonight. You said we're talking about the problems of what the real Jew looks like and what are the problems that we're having in America. This is why I say this to you. My, my belief sets the pace for my behaviors, and it sets the pace for my communication. So if the cognitive content that I have of what it means to be a child of God is an indwellingness of the Holy Spirit, then everything after that becomes the premium, which is my, my testimony of who I recognize, who God is and who's God, who God's people are, and my behavior that resembles a true born-again Christian. So okay, let me, say, let, let, me, let me say this because that argument, you're talking to the choir. Let me listen to Eliana. Maybe she's going to say what I'm saying. This doesn't have some time flow in the spirit. So, Eliana, your comment, then I'm going to comment on what you just said, brother. Uh, Pastor, go ahead. Okay, so then I wanted to I wanted to have ask a question, but it's just a rhetorical question. It's not really to be answered. It's just for thought. And then I want to read something really short. Um, so, just based on that about the belief and and then being in the spirit as as opposed to being part of God's, you know, whether you're in the spirit or, or not, being part of his. So if we were right now at a deep southern rally where our current president is sparking a lot of conversation and we are standing with white Christians that are spirit-filled, and we are also standing there with being spirit-filled believers, but also the house of Israel, and we are attacked. Only we are attacked. What does that say for our faith if we don't understand why we're being attacked? Why are we being the target if we are also born again and we are the house? And then those white Christians who are standing there with us are not even really helping us. So that's not really to be answered. It's just food for thought. But what I wanted to read, going back to um, that um, Africans weren't taken into the four corners, uh, I just pulled this up on the Internet. It says the slave trade in Asia predates the Atlantic slave trade. It is generally believed that it was smaller in scale, through, though accurate records were seldom kept, not because they were transporting fewer people, but also because traders would intentionally not bother documenting their transactions. 
During the 16th century, Portugal was trying to control sea access to India and needed slave labor to build its empire. This spiked the demands for slaves, who, due to the Portuguese shortage of personnel, were mainly used for Navy and military defense and at other times for business, farms, domestic helpers, teachers, and priests. By the 17th century, a struggle for imperialism grew among the British, French, and Dutch. The French and Dutch required slave labor for plantations and farming and agriculture, respectively, whilst the British required slaves for their Navy, Navy, I'm sorry, marine yards, and for work as caulkers in the East Indian Company. The battle for supremacy in the area eventually led to the British dominating era. British domination lasted until the 19th century. Yes, my brother pastor, the Hebrews were taken to the four corners of the earth. As the scripture said, the father doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And I truly believe wholeheartedly, 100%, that the word of God is absolutely, completely true. I don't have a doubt in my mind that what God said he would do, that he would do. And I don't have a doubt in my mind that what he said would happen, would happen. I believe completely that he is in control and he knows what he's doing because he has a a master plan and a purpose. And we are waking up to the understanding so that we can get ourselves ready. The scripture says the whole world is groaning and waiting for the sons of, sons of God to, be, to, to come into redemption. And so we are the people. And Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people, not all Christians, but if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Christians are praying all the time, having national days of prayer. Nothing's really changing. But if the people of God, the Hebrews, the Israel, the Israelis, the, the true biblical Hebrews begin to humble our own spirits and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven. He would forgive our sins, and he will heal the land. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. Amen. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, look, well, listen, brother, Pastor Foreman, I'd like for you to comment. Make it no more in a minute because I want to go to Brother uh, Jermaine and see if he has anything to say. And then what I want to do really quickly, which is I should have did with the whole show, but again, folks, I chose not to do it because of time. I knew we would be squeezing in with these different voices. But I really want to go through many scriptures, as many, many as I can in about five minutes. I'm just going to remember, go to scripture, 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 scripture. And I want you all to ask yourself this question when you hear these scriptures. Who does that fit? Because Moses said, you're going to repeat forever. We can't get past that. That's the foundation of Scripture, 28.46. Now, the pastor says some key, but I don't want to mix this up. We do believe that to please the Father, it's not enough to know you're Israelite. That's a joke. We're not trying to do that. We're not those Hebrew Israelites in Buffalo or New York. We believe you've got to be born again. You got to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit has to lead your life, else you're gonna be looking at some of these curses. Uh, the curses don't have to come to your house individually if you are following the Spirit. But this is what's supposed to be upon a nation. There's two types, two things going on. What's about individuals? That's what the pastor is saying. Be born again, and then what's to be upon a nation? This is more of a nation talk. 
you have to follow the Spirit as you will find yourself going through all things that people go through in the world. So I don't want to mix that too. We're just looking at, again, who we are in the flesh, why we're going through what we're going through. And remember in the book of Revelations, um, y'all bear with me talking all fast here, but in the book of Revelations, it talks about 144,000. Those were physical, biological Jews, 12,000 from 12 tribes. The Father's not done with Israel. It even said, so what then happened to you in the book of Romans? Are the God, is the Father done with them? And it says, no, they remain at the remnant. We're talking about that remnant tonight. We just ain't mentioning it too much, but there is a faithful remnant among this fleshly bloodline Israel that the Father is going to use. That's a part of prophecy, too. But the bulk of Israel is going to suffer. We've talked about that on these shows. So you have to be born again. So tonight we're just really looking at why pastors reject this. And I think Pastor Foreman have done a great job, as well as Jeremy, when he's talking limitedly, uh, as far as trying to articulate what a lot of pastors are thinking and what they're thinking. So, yes, if we're trying to make this out of a fleshly thing, we are taking our people backwards. But that's not what we're doing. We only talk about this so we can understand the Father's why he's why this is happening to us. We have to understand this, else you'll look at the father like he's abusing us. This is where a lot of our young people are at. Brother uh Elishua that was on last week said that there was a third of uh, attendance in churches that dropped in the in, in, in the evangelicals because people are just tired of Christianity. But we that's why we have to answer these questions when we say, Well who are the Jews? Because these young people are listening and they, they, they gonna think you're dodging the question, Pastor. I'm just gonna be honest. If you can't say who the Jews are, who you support, who you believe, and you you keep going to the Spirit, which is, you have to do that, for sure, at least once. But now that you know that's not what we're talking about, which is, is, is we've talked about that too. We've done shows on the spiritual Jew. But right now, we you just can't throw away the natural Jew. You can throw away the whole Old Testament. We have to know where they're at, what they're going through for understanding Bible prophecy when the Messiah's return, his kingdom is to be set up. We can't ignore Israel. So having said that, Pastor Foreman, if you can respond to Sister Eliana and myself in probably if, if, uh, one or two minutes, then we'll go uh, uh, Brother Jermaine, um, uh, and then I want to go to some scriptures really quickly, and then we'll come back and give you all last words. So please, if you could, Pastor Foreman. Yes, sir. Um you know, I, I'm I'm just gonna. Um, uh, I just want to say, you know, it's been great being on the show. Um, again, we're gonna we're gonna disagree. Um, I know my dear sister is passionate of what she believes in. Um, I know you, brother Seth, seem very very passionate in what you believe in. Um, I, we just take a different angle and see things a little bit differently. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold true to to my stand as far as you know what I'm going to put the premium on. I'm not dodging anything. I'm not afraid of anything, but um, I'd just rather let Brother Jack have his time. Uh, I'm going to kind of like uh, uh, defer that to him now, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Uh, Brother Jermaine, again, people are listening, and they want to know, well, well Brother, they, if they don't believe we Israel or they feel like you guys are not, uh, uh, you know, analyzing the scriptures or you don't have the spiritual insight on the scriptures. Who then are the Jews? Because we have to know the the part of prophecy. And then they're going to ask this question. I'm talking about young people. This is why a third of them have dropped out of these evangelical churches called the Christianity Days. They're going to say things like this. And, and I want you to answer this, Brother Jeremy, if you can. They're going to say, why wow, we go through so much then? If we're not the people of the Bible, why, why, why we go through so much? 
can't say just sin because white people sinning far more than we are. They really are. It's like night and day. They're going to ask this. You know, we're going to continue to have anger and frustration with each other because we don't know why we're misbehaving. We're not less than whites, Indians, Africans. Why are we doing the things we're doing? Why have we been here so long we can't come together? The Bible says, here's another scripture for y'all. You will not be able to rise, Israel. You will not be able to rise. He said, you will not be able to rise as a nation because you're mine. You're my firstborn. I'm not going to allow you to rise and get wealth and all that. You, the people that I, Amos 3 and 2 of all the nations of the earth, you have known, therefore I will punish you for all your transgressions. You're my firstborn. I'm not going to allow you to rise like all these other nations become wealthy and with the calling that's upon you to, 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 to spread my name throughout the earth. So they're going to, you know, the Bible's going to continue to look confusing without, if we don't know, if we're not Israel, it's confusing then. How come the Bible says Israel's supposed to be at the bottom? I know it's a lot, brother, for you. You don't have to answer all this, but I just want to know whatever you have to say. The word is going to look confusing, man. It says Israel's supposed to be at the bottom if they're disobedient. The Israelis run everything. Middle East, there's never been no peace over there. Why? If God brought his people back in 1946, and there's a recombination, there should be peace. That's what the Bible say. So, Jermaine, comment. Yes, sir. Glad to be able to talk after waiting for so long. Um, so I have two things I want to say. I want to answer Yes, yeah, a lot of people question. trying to get in, brother. Don't take it personally. A lot of people trying to get in there. Go ahead. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'll wait patiently. I have no problem. Um, so to answer that question, if a young person wants to come up to me and, and address that, I would tell them uh, uh, from the scriptures, and this is to answer them, why is the black race going through this? And I would tell them that, and this is the condemnation that's coming to the world, that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I'm not going to ignore the fact that the reason – why these things are happening? It's there's happening because mankind is evil doing those deeds. But why, now, why, why do we have it? Why do we have it more harder, like seven times yeah, more? That's a, absolutely, absolutely. So, so why specifically does the black race have? Uh, and you have to explain what specifically is the the having it more more harder. Um, you have. To, I would have to hear what that is specifically because hold on, 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 I mean, yeah, seriously. Absolutely. Hold on a second. You know, in every area of life, education, our schools, our kids graduating, health, underinsured, overpriced, every area of life, we're at the bottom. And we're very intelligent. We can make these same people that rule over us wealthy, but we can't come together, can't get a black bank, can't come together, can't have that economic base. Brother, it's very obvious. And we always talk about Deuteronomy 28, but it's also Leviticus 26 talks about how Israel have it seven times harder, and that's about what it feels like, seven times harder. You can't just say it's just sin. Everybody's sinning. Go ahead. Right. So so here's, here's my ultimate problem with these statements. The, what I have is, um, is that it's, it's, it's circular reasoning. And what I mean by circular reasoning is that yeah. – you're, you're attempting to make the argument by already assuming that what you're proving is already true. So when you already go to Deuteronomy 28, you're not looking to define who an Israelite is. You're already stating African Americans are Israelites. It's almost like saying the word of God is true because it's true. 
appreciate what you're doing. We're saying we got all these Y'all even say you could be it. It's either we're not it or we are it. I agree with that. It's, it's either the people. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. I agree with that statement. But once again, to, to paint Dallas, Texas, and where you've been to say that's the holistic thing about young people, I disagree. People want information. And as long as the person is giving them information and, and pushing it, they'll sit down and listen. My point is this. I cannot see, see the prophecies. The prophecies are not the issue that, that we're reading at. The issue is how you arrive that it's African-Americans by saying because of the prophecy. Not by proving anything, but by saying because of the prophecy, we are African-Americans. When we see, and, and another point with Deuteronomy 28 is there are things that already happened. There are verses that already happened. Not happened. things that happened in America. Right, but what I'm saying is before you even got to America. But before you got to America. Hold on a second. All of this has already happened. Do you agree with that, that some of these I agree that all of this has already happened. Yes. Yes. Yes, I agree it already happened. But the key is... But has it happened happened in America? This has happened in Assyria, Babylon. They're repeating, like I said earlier, Deuteronomy 20, verse 46. Let me just say this really quickly, because it's getting confusing. And it's really not. I'm, I'm not confused. I'm not saying you're confused, but what I'm saying is this. You got TV and Daystar. They have great ministers on there. I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but when I talk to ministers, y'all are very bold, brave. Most ministers don't even come on this show. They're scared. They know they don't have a leg to stand on. Your pastor is bold as a lion, and and I think in his heart, he is articulated as best he can, and I respect it. He didn't say y'all are not it. That's as good as you're gonna get for a pastor. And then you are sharp at the tack. But I think what people listening to y'all is going to get a little frustrated. We're coming on, and we're saying, the scripture says you're going to go through this, and you're going to go through it forever. All right, so if you want to know who the true Jews are, it don't take rocket science. And all the other scriptures, when they say don't lie with the beast, we say that means don't lie with beasts. When they say don't lie, we say don't lie. But when it comes to this, all of a sudden slave ships don't mean slave ships. When it comes to this, a house is led by women, eh, it might mean something else. you got to look at the Hebrew the text. People are not stupid. They listen to y'all. And they're saying, well, I don't understand. The brothers are, are giving them scripture, and they're saying, you gotta, does it, mean, it don't mean just African-Americans. We didn't say it means just African-Americans. Whoever lived out in the... Yes, you did. Brother, you it's not it? just... Hold on a second. It's not just African-Americans. It's the so, 12 so tribes. Hold on a second. Let me get this out. I promise I want to do you like last ahead. week. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Brother, it's 12 tribes scattered. Wherever they are, they're going, they're living throughout this. It's not just us. We're just talking about us because we're in America. But it's not just us. And whoever these people are, they deserve to know why they're going through. And if what we're telling them is you're Israel, you need to repent, like Cecilia was saying, turn back to the Most High to get these curses up off your nation, starting with your own heart and your own household, which can be free from these curses. Like your pastor says, it's about the spirit you choose. We go there, but 
to get them to understand what has happened and what is happening now, and so they can change their attitude towards the Father. Quit looking at him like he's just picking on us. So they can change their attitude towards the Word because it is contradicting. If you try to put those people up there again, Revelation two and nine. I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but the synagogue of Satan. Revelation three and nine. Behold, I will come and make them worship at your feet. Those who say they are Jews and are not. The other synagogue of Satan, saying to the real Jews, I'm going to make these fake Jews come and worship at your feet. Much love and respect to all people. So all I'm trying to say is, here we are having a show tonight. We're bringing forth prophecies. And y'all are coming here saying things like, you got to be careful. And you do have to be careful. But what happened when the scripture is clear and it's saying things, again, I should have went through all these scriptures like I thought to do. Because... I don't know why come y'all can't see slave ships as us. You just this one scripture right there. <laughs> I will scatter you by ships. There was the, the Israelis didn't go through that. Yeah, actually there is reference to that. But go ahead. When were when did the Holocaust did those Jews get scattered to the four corners? Not not the Holocaust. But go ahead. No, you go ahead. When was the Jews scattered to the four corners in, Thank in you. Israel? So, so going back to the the twelve tribes being those of, of of Israel, right, and and that these things have already taken place, like you said, said these things have taken place before it reached America, and then you said it just repeated the process, correct? Right. Right. So, so all I'm saying is, for for us to be able to just state that we do believe that these prophecies are true and that we do believe that the Israelites, that, that these things have taken place. Uh, we, we agree with that. We're, we're firm on that. Our issue is just we need to be able to go through more scripture and more evidence to be able to support that these things are reoccurring um, because we don't take the word forever to mean uh, literal. Um, meaning that it only means forever because there's other verses that use the word forever and it doesn't mean forever. Okay, so really quick, I'm going to wrap up this show. Really quick, for time sake, i got to talk a little bit. Five seconds. Five seconds. Our issue is not about the Israel being scattered or about the prophecy. Our issue is how do we transcend it from these things that already happened, like you said, to saying now they're still happening. That's what Brother, we need to Brother, I don't know what you're I don't happen, know what that's Brother, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let y'all have a last minute. we got to wrap this up. Okay. Good. Let, let me say this. I had one minute less, like I said earlier. He was coming just the same angle y'all coming. And I said to him, he said, well, Christ comes to destroy all this. And I said, I understand that. If you accept from your heart, you individually won't go through the curses, but your nation, this is about a nation. His name is Jefferson Edwards. He was authored many books, very bright brother. I said, Jefferson, why are we going through it then? If it's already passed and it's not, why are we living out these curses? And again, folks, don't just listen to you. don't know all the scriptures that I had to share. Again, Google Files was on Blog Talk Radio and move down where it says Proof of Biblical Jews. I talk about prophecies as to be on our fathers. And they're acting it out. Prophecy to be on our son, and they're acting it out. Prophet, uh, prophecies to be on our preachers, and they're acting it out. 
how it says we will be scattered. General characteristics of Israel. I talk about how it says we, how the land when we go when we scatter, how the land is going to be, and it talks about it, and that's exactly what we're doing. I, I talk about the the prayer really is a main thing because it's the scriptures literally almost give the social security number of of people from the north. It tells exactly. Where that person's going to come from that's going to rule over you? How they going to think? How they going to treat you? How they not going to care for the young or the yes. old? So, bro, I don't know what to say. I mean, yes. again, you, go I ahead, Priscilla. Go right ahead. You know what I hear? I, I'm listening. I've been listening, and this is what I hear. So for for pastors that are still stuck in the traditional mindset of the teaching Christianity the way they have learned it, Remember what the Messiah said when he came and he was revealing to his disciples. He says, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So right there, there's not yet a renewal in all of the minds of pastors. Even though people love the Lord and they've given their life and they've given their service to God, but if they are teaching out of the mindset of traditional Christianity, this this requires a paradigm shift from the spirit of God. And it, it requires God to, to really do a, a recircumcision of the heart to really understand this message. Because I'm going to be very honest, it took me years to come to the knowledge and to be able to stand on both feet and to declare what I declare. And I've been asked to come all over the world and teach this in Israel, in Papua New Guinea, in France, in Germany. I just can't travel right now. But people are asking me, and I'm on two radio programs as well as co-hosting with you from time to time on Blog Talk. So it requires the most high to really do almost a spiritual surgery because we are in Babylon as well. See, there's, it's like an onion. There's many layers going on right now. And if we're in Babylon, but there's Christianity, and then the Father is waking up his people. Scripture says, awake, awake, Zion. And so Zion is waking but unless the Father has touched you to wake up to this understanding, you're not going to get it. Because when the Father touched me in Israel and told me, this is the land of your ancestry and I'm bringing you back, I, I almost had a complete meltdown because I had learned in school the diary of Anne Frank and all the things that Hitler did to the Jews. How then could this be me? But it took years for me to come to this understanding through the Spirit through the work of the Holy Spirit, and through getting the proper teaching. The other thing I want to say is, in the 18th century, right um, after, uh, right before emancipation, white ministers began to declare that the blacks that were taken and that were in the United States were the Israelites and that the white slave owners better treat them correct. One of our presidents even said the same thing. I believe it was Roosevelt. He said, if you knew who these people were, you wouldn't treat them this way. Right now in Israel, Israelis are beginning to call out to um, African Americans and, 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 and blacks all over the world that are the Hebrews and saying, you need to come back to the land because yeah, the scriptures are. can only be fulfilled when you're here. So we gotta, it's more than just the Bible we have to understand. We have to go back and search history. And in order to not make the circular argument as the pastor saying, you've got to go further. You've got to take the word of God. You've got to look at history. And also, when in doing my research about 15 years ago, I remember coming across an article on the Internet that was written in the 1800s where a British 
some British person said this Bible is nothing more than an, uh, an African book written for Africans. If you look at the word Hebrew and look at the, the etymology of the language, they call it an Afro-Asiatic language. So unless the Spirit of God is really working, you're going to be in that loop teaching, you know, the traditional. And, and the biggest event that Christians are waiting for is the rapture. Everyone wants to get up out of here, but they're not looking at the timeline. Because even what's happening, if you look at some of the traditional Christian teachers, they're telling you that that event that happened in, in um, 1948 with the Khazars coming in and, and, and settling in the land, they right. believe that starts the prophetic calendar. But you know what? It's not lining up. I have several DVDs from well-meaning Christian leaders trying to line this stuff up, and it's still not lined up because they got the wrong people in place, they have the wrong event in place, and they're trying to get up out of here in the rapture, and they're missing what the Father is doing on the earth today. So, you know, this is, the, this is what I see in traditional Christianity. And then yet people are going to churches and they're not satisfied. They're not getting fed. And the scripture said in the last days there will be a famine in the land, not of meat or drink, but of hearing the word of God. The word of God is truth, but you have to process it with truth. The only way you can understand the word is through the word. Sister Eliana, we've got to wrap this show up. Time has run out. Boy, I didn't want to cut you off because you was on the road, and we got a hand that went up. So I'm going to go and answer this hand. And Jermaine, when I come to you, Pastor, I want you all to look at your hand. I definitely definitely want you all to respond in 30 seconds. If you all want to do a part three, let me know. It'll probably have to be not next week but the week after. But let's go to the phone lines. We have a question real quick. Brother, go ahead with your question. Eric, code 718 You know your name in the city. And a quick comment, please. Hey, this is Jonathan uh, calling from uh, Fort Worth. Uh, just real quick, uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to uh, to basically say that uh, the issue was a question. When the question is stated as who else around the world besides African Americans have gone through these prophecies or living these prophecies, it can be assumed that you're implying that only African Americans are Hebrew Israelites when you ask that question. So that right there can, is, I believe, what was taken as as if you're only implying that African Americans are all 12 tribes. When you say something like, who else? You're not saying that other tribes have gone through these things as well. You're saying as if only African Americans have gone through these things. So that's why it can be yeah. taken as you're, you're saying that only African Americans are the 12 tribes because they're the only ones that have gone through these prophecies. Because every, if you're all Israelites that have to go into these gotcha. prophecies. So gotcha. you make that state, you know what I'm saying? So so that right I got there. you. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I don't mean to rush you, but it's just time is running out. I got to have these brothers come in. No, but that's no, a very good no, point. I, I thought I, I nailed I that, though. I thought I said it, but anyway, I appreciate that, uh, uh, Jonathan. Really appreciate that. Okay, brother, uh, I thought I said, again, it's not just us, but but since we are African Americans, I can't talk about the, the Ashanta and all these people. I'm just focusing on us, and that's why I say, who else is living this out? You know, but anyway, uh, Brother Jermaine, 20 seconds, please. I, I want to thank you for coming to the show tonight. Yes, I agree, I agree with that. I, I agree with that statement because um, that's why it would be considered circular. When you say things like, who else is living this out, but then say, no, all the 12 tribes are, that's kind of contradictory. Um, 
But lastly, like I said, I'm still looking to see where these Deuteronomy 28 is happening in 2019 for uh, the African American. So well, you got hopefully one, back uh, in. Because you said it's happening right, today. Right, well, I, so I would like to see where they they eat the flesh of their sons and their and thy daughters and all these things taking place. Eating the flesh is taking what's there. That's what you got to do with your pastor said and go a little deeper to the study. It don't mean literally eating your flesh. It means taking what's there. But I can't get into it right now. Uh, listen, Jeremy, I really oh, appreciate sir, you coming sir, on. If it's a part three, I'll contact yes, everybody and we'll let everybody know, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. Thank you for the uh, brother. That's brother. That's Brother Jermaine, I was Buffalo, and folks, I don't mean the rest, but we just got to get out of here for this cut off on us. And that's Brother Jermaine, okay? But Pastor Foreman, uh, 20 seconds, brother. Uh, Seth, I just want to say thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we definitely will need to take part three and uh, kick this up a notch. Okay, all right. Thank you very much, Sister Eliana. I really appreciate you. You're on. Last words, I mean, literally, Sister, in 10 seconds, please. Shalom, thank you for allowing me to share. All right, well, Sister Eliana, body of Mercy, California. You heard the brothers from uh, Buffalo, New York. Folks, there you have it. I don't know what else to say other than I love you, every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless you. Look for part three. Stay tuned. No